the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Audiskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hi, I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. And we host the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. Hey, Tina, did you know that Elvis crashed the Nixon White House for the sole purpose of getting a DEA badge and it worked? What? <laughs> or how a gun control advocate senator out of California engaged in gun trafficking with notorious gang leader Shrimp Boy? <laughs> Shrimp Boy, I remember him. Okay, so, you know, we cover all of that and more from Malady madness, mischief, and murder in U.S. politics. And we also host a bi-weekly interview segment called Lil Muck. We interview politicians, journalists, activists, and others who share their experiences in politics. Find The Muck Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on social media at The Muck Podcast. Welcome to the Podskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, man? Whoa, it's right, bro. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Mm. You you, uh, you did what I was going to do, but I'm, I'm happy bad. you did it. I, I, you know where I thought you were going? I thought you were going pop quiz. That's what I figured you were going to start with. Pop quiz? Pop quiz, motherfucker. Like, that's what oh, I expected yeah. from you. So... All right. Um, so, how you been, buddy? <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Busy. I'm finally feeling better. Like, remember, I got to be honest with you, Rico. At this point, I think I, I, I genuinely think I had COVID, like the Omicron. Really? Yeah, I really did. I didn't get tested. Um, I'm not advocating not getting tested necessarily. I just didn't. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't going to be exposing myself to anybody else. There was. I just didn't see a need. I work mm-hmm. from home. I, I order most of our food you know what i mean and when delivery people were coming i wore a mask just to as a precautionary thing while i thought i you know but everyone's described i'm hearing people describe this omicron thing and i'm like yeah i can literally check just every box so i i'm I'm pretty sure i got it but i think I'm 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 also confident the reason that i'm okay is because i've been triple shot up to right. this point. So, I mean, it sucks, but I, I, I still maintain, I think the whole world's going to test positive at some point. So at some you know. point, but we're trying to minimize that. So like, obviously you're, you're doing your shots, you're wearing a mask. You just have to like, bear in mind, you could be, you're, if you did have it, you're a carrier. So like, there may be some idiot who did not get their shots. So you just got to be careful around other people. Well, yeah, but once you come out and see, that's the thing about all of them is once you're, asymptomatic again even if you become symptomatic you're no longer spreading it 
It doesn't. Mm. It's not. It's not something that lives with you for the rest of your life. Right. Like, right. The antibodies will show up, but like I, it, well, the way I'm feeling right now, not that I would ever do this, but if I, I could come and literally stand right in front of you and cough in your face, and you probably wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? No, but no, I, I would not get it, but you'd get a punch of the face. No, of course I that. would, because like... that's a shitty thing to do. But... <laughs> no, and that's why I'm, I was using a very extreme example to prove a point, but right, I would right, never, right. never do that to I'll you or anybody. you in the face. Yeah, uh, I would never do that to anybody. I think that's a shitty thing to do, but uh, but right. it, the, the point is that I could get as close to you as humanly possible, and, and yeah. Right, so, you you and I you and I could make out theoretically, and, and yes. we would. Yes, okay. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we you will never give it to me. Is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it, not that, to mention you live across the fucking country. That so. too, but yeah, no, it it, it it's at, I'm at that point now where if I came into contact with somebody, I don't feel like I would be spreading it at all. So good. Yeah. Uh, I, I did feel pretty fucking lousy last week. I, I don't remember if I mentioned last episode, I did take you a did. test. Oh, I did. Okay. Uh, so. No, I don't know if you mentioned the test. You mentioned you felt I took, lousy, but yeah, I took a home test. So Steph and I were just kind of like paranoid cause I, it, it all of a sudden hit me yeah. out of the blue. Yeah. And the hard thing was I couldn't differentiate if I was just having a bad flu or if I was actually getting sick. So we took a home to Alex. Uh, my brother bought us uh, a couple home tests. They're not 100% accurate. But no, but they at least give you an idea of what's going on. Yeah. Not even the faintest of the line where it said, like, you know, positive. It was just, yeah. There was just nothing. There was no faint pink line whatsoever. The, the, um, the other thing that makes me think that I had it is that I was in contact with somebody who called me, like, four days ago and said they tested positive. But just recently, <laughs> like, in, within the last week. So I'm not sure... I don't know. It, 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 it the math is probably sound in your yeah. case. Um, that being said, uh, Steph went to the doctor. Oh, um, I didn't know if you were going to talk about that. Go ahead. You know, yeah. I, I asked Steph if it was okay. Um, oh, first and foremost, we, sure we need did. to we need to uh, stress to our listeners, and you guys know who you are, all two of you, uh, <laughs> that Steph is fine. All of us but, are fine at this point. Right. For the record. But St- Steph did have a scare um, that did actually, like, I did have to call the ambulance. Mm. Um, just uh, without going into too much detail, we think there could be a stomach issue. It could be a gallbladder issue or it could be a um, uh, GERD, GERD's disease. Um, <clears throat> basically, Steph was on the phone with her mother. And then all of a sudden, she started saying she had a severe cramp in her stomach, and it was sort of in her rib cage area, like in the back. And she was trying to stretch out and relax. She thought again, we just thought it, she just thought it was a cramp. I'm out here playing a video game, and I'm like, what the fuck? And and I could just gradually tell it was getting worse and worse. And she was telling her her mom, she's like, I gotta hang up. I gotta like stretch out or something, mom. I'll call you back. She hangs up and. Two seconds, they're just like, all right, I need help. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. So I fucking ran right. in there. I'm like, all right, well, what, 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 what's going on? And Steph is a pretty high threshold for pain. Yeah. Like she, yeah. she experiences discomfort on a regular basis. Her back is hurting. Her neck is hurting. Her wrist is fucking Rice Krispies. Like it's, you know, she did a right. lot of construction when she was younger. Um, so she, she was, she's used to discomfort 
And I'm sure for someone who's not used to it, probably their painometer would probably be like at a four or five. So she's used to that. She starts screaming, CJ, mm. like howling for, and it never stopped. She never stopped wailing and howling and, and, and yelling. And we, she went to the bathroom thinking maybe she was just bloated or something. And she tried going to go the bathroom, but she felt nauseous and immediately lightheaded. So I, I don't know what, I didn't know what to think at that moment. I, I don't, I, because I had never seen her ever exhibit any audible, uh, you know, pain. It was not, it was always just like, ah, my, my, my hip hurts or, sure, ah, you know, sure, my shoulder sure. is kind of tender, but never screaming for right. 15 minutes straight. You know, you know, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on the radio, but, um, <laughs> Um, you know, what you're describing sounds like something you didn't list in your possibilities, and I am not discrediting the people you, because I know she went to a, a physician, but right. it sounds like it could also be a kidney stone. Like, everything well, we, you're describing, I've, no, I've never had one, but I know people that have, and everything sure. you're describing kind of lies. <laughs> Lines well, up. Unfortunately, like all these symptoms go with all those things. No, no, so. abso- absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't discrediting the other, but I'm saying right. that also could be what. And and because I know, and you haven't gotten to it in the story, but me knowing that, like, she's kind of past it now. I mean, I know she's not. Oh, she's she's much better, but right. you know, the, the anxiety is kind of what's killing her. Right sure, now. but in terms of the physical feeling, better. Yes, makes yes. it sound like she passed the the kidney stuff like it, it lines up with all of it from the slight discomfort to the wailing to to get you know to getting past it because she right. then passed the kidney stone no pun intended but you right. know like and and now she feels better it doesn't mean that it's an okay thing but it, it it at least gives another potential and it lines up with at least from my experience of other people and I'm talking about close friends that I know not just some random human right. being like i know people that have suffered with this thing so i don't know that sucks though i'm, I'm glad she's it, doing better you know yeah it was scary though like I'm sure, especially dude. especially since the last time i went to a hospital my mom yeah. fucking you know was listen not I, doing good you know i've gotten two wake up messages from you one being phone and one being in text and i gotta tell you you know you're you're one for two on good outcomes <laughs> Yeah, I like, mean, in in the the difference was I called you when when mom was in the hospital, and sure. it was like you were already awake. Well, yes. this was like like three in the morning, your time. Your time. Well, no, 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 it was three in the morning. Well, I I was updating you. Yes, but because we she went in to Kai's, like you know, it was really fucking weird to like you know call an ambulance. Like Steph was screaming so hard, and she like. This is actually kind of gross, but really fucking funny. Okay. So I need you. I need you, I need you and the audience to bear with me. She, you know, she wasn't doing well, and she was kind of doubled over in the bathroom floor, nauseous. Sure. And I all of a sudden my stomach started gurgling, and I was like, uh oh, uh, maybe maybe because like I cooked this dinner, and so and we pretty much. Oh, you thought same... maybe it was like bad food or something? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And sure. so my I I I wasn't gonna throw up. But I was like, uh oh. And so this is how Stephanie and I are as a couple. She's on the ground feeling nauseous, and I had to sit on the toilet next to her and like have diarrhea. 
That's yeah, where you, I, I told this to Michael. You could have left that like, last part out, honestly. No, I, no, it was important. All right. I tell, I tell, I called Michael when this, you know, when I was at the hospital, and I explained all this that happened, and he's just like, "You guys strive to what cust- what uh, uh, couples never achieve." <laughs> like, that's that's god honest like, true. And I, it wasn't like Steph and I were bothered by like the fact that we were just bodily functions next to each, like inches away from each other. Sure. It was just like we're both having emergencies right now. We don't know what the fuck is going on. We both thought we were poisoned. Right. And then I felt better immediately. She didn't. So right. She, I brought her back to the bedroom and and uh, well, I, she didn't. You know, she. I, I didn't know if I could touch her. I didn't know what was hurting. I didn't sure. know if she had like a a slipped rib or something. And so I, but she could, she kept saying she couldn't breathe because she was screaming. All of her oxygen was like exhaled. Right, right. So I'm like, do I need, I was like, let's get you dressed. Let's go. I'll take you to the hospital right now. I just need you to get the car. And she just kept shaking her head. I'm like, do I need to call 911? And she's like, yes. So I called 911. Ambulance showed up. Um, fire department and ambulance both showed up. Typically outside my that, house. that happens. Yeah. Um, I call dad to let him know, hey, there's going to be fucking fire. You know, just don't let the dogs out. We have a problem right now. And he's like, what's wrong with Steph? And I'm like, I have no idea. That's why we called the ambulance. <laughs> right. That's yeah. why we, I, you know, that's why I'm grateful. I remember the fucking number for 911. <laughs> um, that is a joke her. from a movie. I can't remember what it is. I'm, I'm it, trying to remember. It's it's from it's, some movie. That joke has been used so many times, but I always borrowed it from the Little Rascals. It's like the kids like, what's quick? What's the number for 911? How do I know? Yeah, I, I've never seen that. But yes, it's the same joke. So God, yeah. Um, but so they load her in the in the ambulance and they didn't move for like 10 minutes. So I'm like calling Maxwell. I'm texting you. I'm calling Michael. Just letting people know. Sure. And, um, so they were like part double parked outside my house and I'm in the Prius just like waiting ready. Like, are we going to fucking go? Am I going to beat you at the hospital? Right. And what I, what I understood, they were trying to find a vein and, 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 and assess her before they got the car moving. Yeah, that, that then, makes sense. Yeah. Right. So they got her to Kaiser and then they would not give me any information. And I was, it was, you know, 12 o'clock at night, it's freezing cold. And I was just in a fucking t-shirt. Dude, I, I get all that. It was seven degrees here today, so I don't want to hear freezing cold. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, it was, it was chilly. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I had no information, so I'm kind of freaking out. And then I, and they gave, they gave me a card. I couldn't go in and visit or just sure. hang on the lobby right, because right, of COVID. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the security guard here says, here, here's a card. You can call this number after a certain time. They'll give you more information once she's been assessed and everything. I said, great. Go to my car. Call the number. And the guy literally answers. I said, I said, I'm, I need information about Stephanie, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, sir, it's been seven minutes. Like, we can't do anything right now. We have no, inf- we have no information. Yeah, well, I mean, this guy said, wait. He didn't say go to your car and call. But I hit. But I thought it had been thirty minutes because I didn't account for the fact that they had to take her off the stretcher, get to her doctor, and that took time. Right. So yeah, yeah. I had no. I didn't know That's what fair. they were on time. That's fair. Yeah. So I tried calling again. Like forty-five minutes later, the guy just put me on hold, didn't answer, kept me on hold for five minutes, and I said, and at that point, I just figured maybe I should just text Stephanie, like see if, like, and then. 
she responded and she's like, I'm, I'm still kind of doped up on my pain has dropped. They don't know. And the real fucking annoying thing is they don't know. She got a clean bill of health. All of her fucking, you know, blood and urine tests came back fucking fine. Like they tested, she had a CT scan, everything. So on one hand, it's good news that they found nothing wrong. On the other hand, why the fuck is there like they should have at least found something? Well, I know? mean that that would again line up with the at least from but, my experience the kidney stone. But if they did a urine sample, they would know through the kidney. Like if there was something wrong. Not with if the she kidney. passed it before they got that before they got to her. No, it would be like well, it never happened. Mm, well, yeah. I don't know. So that's that's how uh, that's how my other night went. I picked her up at two thirty in the morning. Um, luckily, the hospital is like less than a mile from here. So, like, it was really, all things considered, it's convenient as hell. So, what did you come, did you eventually just come home and wait? Yeah, I was standing outside in the cold, and I was like, maybe I should just go in the car and wait. And then she she said, literally, just go home, and I'll call you or text you when I'm ready. And I came back, and I hung out till like, 2 in the morning. And she's like, all right, they're ready. You can come pick me up. She just, all she asked for was, like, a change of clothes. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, I brought her home, and, you know, she was, she, you know, yesterday she was just very sore. Sure. I, I took the day off with her because I didn't want her to, you know, do shit by herself. So, again, I have to stress, Steph is feeling much better, but it was a scare. Yeah, you know, yeah, of calling nine one one is really not a fun fucking time. No, no, it's not, not at all. So uh, again, to, to echo yours, I'm glad, I'm glad she's good, glad she's better. Um, right. And uh, yeah, so. Well, and we're going to try and change our diet a little bit and, and you know, try and help too. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been walking. Now, the irony is that this was happening when we were already trying to do better. We haven't had any fast food or greasy food in weeks. We've been cooking home, you know, meals. We've been walking every day. Like, good. I mean, I it, you're, yeah, it's slow, slow things, but it works. Yeah. It, it's just frustrating. It's like, we were doing good. And then it's like, yeah, but here's a fucking fuck up for you mm-hmm. and, and scare the shit out of you. And speaking of walking, I want to go down to a coffee shop and get another breakfast burrito. Oh, the Hudson Bay cafe. That was yeah. So good. Oh. I, they I don't I, have, I, they don't have a, they don't have a, the equivalent of that in Jersey. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, but not. If that makes sense, like no, yes. no, yeah. there's there's places <laughs> there's places I can go and get a breakfast burrito that are not like Taco Bell. Like yes, so there's places I can go and get something like that, but it doesn't. That was just the, the perfect combination of everything, and you know, mm. like and and it seemed fresh compared to like where I would probably have to go, you know, mm. where it's like probably flash frozen or whatever, you know. Right. So right. Uh, cause well, yeah, that was a damn good burrito. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, a breakfast burrito is pretty easy to make at home too. You know, yeah, that that yeah. Now you're asking too much. Um, the, the the rolling of the tortilla I could see being a little difficult for you, but the like, slicing of the avocado would be difficult as well. Mm, and you, get, I, you could just guacamole, just get like a package of guacamole. Yeah, but I feel it's like it's not that, the same, but yeah. it's a decent mimic. No, no, that's true. And like when I do get the so all jokes aside, I can go to Wawa. And get a breakfast burrito. That's, I mean, it's a good breakfast burrito, and I can get fresh salsa, meaning not like Tostitos out of the jar. Like it's like, yeah, and I can get avocado spread. So it's not slices of avocado like the one that I got with you, but right. it is. You still get the the I guess the nutrients that would come in that. 
but the, it, the good fatty shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just not to me that it's not the same. There's something so. about California breakfast burrito is a little there's bit something it, about it, West coast food, dude. I'm telling you right now, like I'm, I'm, uh, as you know, I'm planning a trip to Vegas in October to visit the family, and hopefully you're going to come down for at least a weekend or whatever, or a few days, right. or whatever, you know. And you know, my my, I don't even think I've told you this, but my 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 biological dad might come down from Portland, so I might get to meet him finally for the first oh, time. Good so, shit. Yeah, so you know, it's going to be a, a fun extended time. But I'm telling you, I. <laughs> All I care about is getting my hands on a fucking carne asada burrito and a tall thing of horchata. The rest of it's gravy after that. Like, I still, you know. Um, I still I still am really happy that when you came out here, we had Rico Rico, the fucking burrito taco place that was out here. Yeah, you know what? It's not what I was expecting, though. I mean, it was good. It was it was good. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But, like, I, I want one, like, like the, the places that I'm talking about, Oh, from the outside, you would be like, I would never walk into that place. And then you walk in, and it's pristine. And yeah, the, the hole in the is... wall kind of place. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those where you get the good fucking burrito. Not always. Sometimes a hole in the wall is just a fucking hole in no, the wall. No, that's true. But there are there are many that are not as well. The hidden, so... the hidden gems, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah I'm with so... you. All right. Well, that being said, what are we here for, Siege? Whoa! Um, no, we're 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 gonna we're gonna we're it's a Kiana sans man. We're we're gonna be talking all things Keanu, apart from the Matrix, and Bill and Ted, and John Wick. Those are the three things that we're not discussing tonight. Because we did the Matrix a did. year ago, so yeah. if you guys want to re-listen to that, it's called the Matrix Res uh, Revelation. The Matrix Revelations. No, that's. That's the name of the actual movie. <laughs> no, I'm. Pr- I think we keep fucking it up. I think the movie is called Revolution, and Hold I on. think it's. I think we called it the Revelation. I have his um, IMDb up. I'm trying to find it now. Oh, the other thing I, we're not talking about is Constantine because we did that on an episode as well. That's uh, very true. Um, um, and we're 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 not doing Bill and Ted trilogy or the John Wick soon to be quadrilogy. Because uh, those will be future episodes. We try to keep our franchises. Yeah, when set. when there's a franchise, we try to keep. Yeah, exactly what you just said. So I can't so, find the Matrix uh, reloaded, and then it'll be like 2003 or four. It is Revolutions. Yeah. So See, what you keep calling call Revolutions ours? and throwing me off. What the hell did we call ours? <laughs> we called ours the Matrix Revelations. Did we? I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, because we kept fucking it up. That would make sense for no, us. To no, no, no. Because you, we, you kept fucking it up, and we, sh- we just said let's just call it revelations. Well, that's what I mean. That the joke is that we kept fucking it up, so we, we used it. That's what but I mean. But now we fucked up so much that we think that's the actual fucking title. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about so right. So basically, we should just call. Okay, so it's the Matrix, the Matrix Reloaded, the third one, and then the Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm looking for it in our li- yeah. Enter the Matrix Re- Revelations is the episode. So, yeah. um, and then we did the uh, graphic novels. I think we called it graphically novel. Yeah, and that's the one where you can find Constantine if you want to hear our thoughts on that one. Um, mm-hmm. There's one thing from last week I forgot to mention that I wanted to tell you about though. Um, 
Yeah, we, we I owe you an apology. We we ended pretty abruptly because we were recording late and stuff was like, I'm re- we dinner's ready. Like, no, we no, haven't eaten all day. Let's go. I, so. I wasn't even going to throw you under the bus like that. I was going to move on with my day, but that's fine. Thank you. Um, uh, I had this, no joke, Rico, this, I, I had a dream about two weeks before we recorded and okay. I would have told you about it sooner, but I wanted to tell you on air and we just weren't recording for two weeks because we were in right. the middle of our little mini hiatus for December. Um, right. But d- you ever have one of those dreams that I oh, actually, you know what it made me think of? I'm jumping around here, but bear with me. You know what it made me think of when you told what? me about your Halloween dream that you had like fucking two years ago at this point, but remember that? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like it was a long oh, yeah. time ago at this yeah, point, yeah, yeah. but um, it was so fucking real, dude. So, in in this dream, I was in the Matrix, and I and I, but I, but I transubst, I transubst, I can't say the word, transubstantiated myself. What that means in Matrix speak is that I kicked myself out of the, like I I came to on my own. They did, I didn't have to take the red pill. How do you know you haven't woken up, CJ? What if this is the Matrix? Well, okay, so Rico, that's kind of my point because by the time I actually did wake up, like I really had myself wondering, like, did I get put back in? Like, that's legit. The thought that I had when I woke up was like, CJ, I, I let me say this with the utmost respect that I possibly can muster. Okay, if you were in the Matrix, would you be you? Uh, maybe I don't get a maybe I don't get a say. Well, then it's not the Matrix. Well, no, you don't get control on what, like, no. That's why there's. I mean, you know. Do you? I mean, I there's there's very little like. Again, I'm stressing not to be mean. There's there's like very little disability in the Matrix. Everybody is like. We don't know that. We we see a very small sampling of the actual population of the Matrix. If you think about it, <laughs> so we also okay. All right, that's fair. I just. You know, but you know. no, no, but for real, I. I I was in the real world, mm-hmm. and we were fighting the machines. And we actually, I actually helped come up with the way to clear the blackened sky. Like we got the sun back with my how'd help. Do, how'd you do that? It turned out it was a constant. Um, at least in this dream, it was a constant device, like shooting out the black cloud. Like it wasn't a one and done thing. Like we found, we figured out there was a constant thing keeping that dark cloud going like a big blow dryer no it was more like a like a like a big machine just shooting out the black smoke from both ends and i guess it just like encompassed the globe or whatever all right and we shut it down like we we figured out how to turn it off and it brought the sun out like it was crazy dude and then uh we were we were getting chased by some of the machines and and i tripped and fell, and that's when I woke up in here now. Like, real, yeah. It was, How pissed were you when you woke up? I know I was more freaked out. I'm not gonna were lie. Really? Oh, I was beyond freaked out, but not like scared, but just like, like, you, yeah. I, your brain fucking like played a full blown movie, and you were the star of it. And but it was first. But it was never one of you ever have those dreams where you see yourself like third person. That's not no. what. No, okay. That's I not never what happened have here. those. I always have POV. Yeah, this was full on POV the entire time. It was 
fucking creepy. I I think just just for the sake of it, I think you're playing too much POV, and I think you need to like not watch The Matrix for a while. First off, I don't really play ever POV games because I don't like them. But yes, I get the point. And you and, you definitely should put The Matrix away. Yeah, well, I haven't watched Resurrection since we uh, got ready for last recording. So yeah, but how many times did you watch it? Uh, four total. Okay, that's my point. No, <laughs> I did watch it once since so five. Yeah. Okay, that's my point. It's time. It's time for a breaker. You need. You need. You. You're going to go through. You're going through Matrix withdrawal. I and actually. It's okay. I actually have been. Well, this dream, like I said, was like the week the movie came out. Like that's when I had this dream, or like a week after the movie came out. So. So it, it was very similar to the Halloween thing because it was like, and because you hadn't seen the movie yet, correct? Uh, I think I'd seen it once by that. Okay. Point. Yeah. Because I was like, it was almost like you had a dream of in, in anticipation of what the movie could be. Which no, is what this, my Halloween this, this thing was like was. my own experience within that world. This had not, yeah, there was no Neo, there was no Trinity, there was no more. Like that's the other thing I want to stress here. Like all the people that I was interacting with were nobodies from the world of the that we all know from the the movie franchise. Like these were so, all. Oh wow! Yeah, we were all just people that were just. Fighting, you were against. all just cogs fighting the machines, yeah, kind of, yeah, it, yeah. It, dude. It was weird, but uh, but uh, and, uh, to your point of getting away from it, I've actually fallen back down the Harry Potter hole after the after the um, the watching the, the special, yeah, it's kind of made me. I've been watching the the movies. the movies. I've been I've been I've been watching them. I mean, I had a bunch of homework for this one, so I had to kind of pause from that for a little sure. bit. But so I'm only at Ask. I just finished Azkaban, so I still have a couple to go. Which, by the way, I have to say to our friend, I will not name you because I don't want to drop that man. Just because I don't pay attention to Dog Eater doesn't mean I don't know the movies. Thank you. So, <laughs> just saying. Well. It wouldn't hurt now that you have an like an interest in Harry Potter. It wouldn't hurt for you to like fucking hang out for dog hair. You might you might yeah, have a whole I, new appreciation. I'm for not. It. I'm not real big on being read to. Like I'm not even a big audio book person. Like because they're very different than like a podcast for sure. Sure. Uh, I liked Kevin's audio book, but he treated it first off. He read his own book. I'm right. not. I'm. I'm flat out on any audio book that's read by somebody else. Right. You know, so, but Kevin read his like a podcast. Like, he didn't read his like page seven, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing that either. I'm, I, no, but you're reading it like a performance. Which, it was different. Like, I, I, I don't know. Right. It's weird. I'm not, it's sort of a one man show, but I do, I do drop character and I do a lot of ad libs. No, I know. And I'm not, certainly not criticizing the way you're doing it. It's just not. Right. It's not your forte. Yeah. Well, I just figured since you're like, hey, I'm I'm into Harry Potter again. It's like, well, then there, if you only knew someone who could like, you don't like reading, and I'm like, I literally will read it to you. Well, now <laughs> I have just... a book I have to read, you know. So you get so much more from the books, man. I'm just no. Saying. I listen. It, it. I used to as a kid. I read nonstop. I'm not sure where it, where or why it kind of fell off. Like I read all the time as a kid. So. Video games, probably. No, because I was playing games too. I mean, yeah, I, but games were different back then. Like I you know, it, 
I don't know. I, all I'm saying is I fully support the idea of you reading a book again. Yeah, well, I mean, you I, I, in, all, in all honesty, the first Harry Potter book is like 100 pages or 150 pages. Like, you can get through that with no problem. Well, look, I got I got Fight Club first. Let me. Will you read that? I'm planning on it. Yeah. All I, right. I, whether I whether whether I will or not is a different conversation, but I am certainly planning on it. Yeah. All right. Here, here's the here's the worst case scenario I honestly see, Rico, for that mm-hmm. is when I have a five my five hour flight to Vegas next year this later this year I'll probably end up sitting there and reading it then you know what I mean like I'll I'll take it on the plane like that'll be Fight something Club? yeah yeah you're gonna read Fight Club before you get to fucking Vegas around a bunch of drunk gamblers oh, who cares I'm not I'm not gonna be around <laughs> a lot of that I'm gonna be around the family anyway but you know so all right you're just gonna fight your family instead of total strangers yeah, no I'm not gonna fight them they'd all kick my ass um <laughs> My mom, right. sister, and niece included. So, you know, um, actually, I'm probably the most afraid of my sister. I got to be honest with you. She's fucking tough. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I, that that was that was um, an interesting dream I wanted to sh- I wanted to share with you during the last recording and just didn't get a chance to. So, well, Listen, man, I, I am a fucking, like, I have had so many weird, like, real hyper-realistic dreams. And not even just dreams, but, like, I've told you, like, I'll just get a feeling. I'll get a fucking feeling, and then someone dies. Yeah, you know? I, I, I don't, I don't typically have those type hyper real. I have dreams that I remember, but they're never. To, they're very rarely to the point where I wake up wondering, did did that just happen? Like that's that's a rarity for me. So right, yeah. I think I've noticed that if I'm if I take melatonin to help me sleep. Mm then I will have a pretty visual dream. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, for the most part, I, I really can't remember my dreams. Like, I'll um, wake up and I'm like, I know I went through some shit for like the last 35 fucking 45 minutes in my head, unconscious, the but irony, now it's just gone. The irony is, you know how long a dream probably actually lasted? Mm-mm. Like 30 to 45 seconds. It, dream Dreams are apparently like, hyper speed quick they just feel to us as like longer but like the studies have shown that the dream actually only lasts like seconds to a minute tops so i will i will lose my mind if we go down this rabbit hole so well let's yeah let's not but you did mention people that passed i think we have to give three quick shout outs um uh, in no particular order betty white God damn it, she couldn't make it 18 more days. I know we talked about a New Year's Eve, but I still have to say it again. Like I, I still stress the fact that we were all born at nine months and she was already a hundred. They yeah. don't they never include they never add the nine months to the fucking math. That's true. Um Sydney Poitier, another legend that oh, fucking first African American to win an Oscar. Oh, like as, as Kevin would say, big cauldron of win there. Like yes. not not even a yeah, just crazy. Um, and then, and then, honestly, the one that probably stung me, like Betty White, sucked just because I wanted to see her get there. You know, meeting sure. the hundred. Um, but the one that really kind of stung me is is Saget. That one, I was, I was mad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I did some. The fucked up thing was like I'm at the hospital, not knowing what to do, and just sitting outside. So I looked up Bob Saget because that was the day. She sure. texted me Bob Saget and yeah. I'm like died. I'm like, what the fuck? Um 
And some reports said it was drugs. Other reports said it was no drugs. They've confirmed it's not drugs at this point. Okay, so... They don't, don't know what, but they've confirmed it's not drugs. And Kevin, our Kevin, meaning Smith, said that he read it was a heart attack. But I, I that has not been officially released, to my knowledge. So, I would, I would garner the fact that Saget has done recreational drugs over the oh, years without qu- i don't doubt that for a second yeah and i think just that with his with his age i think it probably did attribute to a heart attack i think like years of like oh, sure. when you, you know in comedy clubs you know cocaine and other shits oh, around I, yeah yeah it certainly was not heroin he was not a heroin no uh, no I, I he was but if anything he was a cocaine comedian if coke I weed i could see those two maybe meth at worst you know but and that's right. probably even stretching it, honestly. I, I yeah. think I think the likelihood of, of a heart attack is pretty sad. But I'll tell you what really was fucking weird. Uh I I've been I restarted the South Park show just from like season one, just to I, kind of like very quickly, because you have Paramount Plus. Have you watched this post COVID thing that they I have? saw part one. I haven't seen part two yet. Is it it looks stupid. I mean, well, it's, I'm not a I fan thought, of, I think it's pretty funny. Is it, I'm not a fan of South Park to begin with. So but anyway, go ahead. Well, one the first season has like there's an episode where they go up against Barbara Streisand, mm. and it, it, it's so ridiculous. I've seen where that. it's like, yeah, Mecca Streisand, yeah, yeah, and Sidney Poitier is in it. Not really Sidney Poitier, but something you know, Trey Parker playing Sidney Poitier, and they so he's in that episode, and then the following episode, quote unquote, Bob Saget is in it. So, I remember that. Yeah, I I did watch in the beginning, and I've fell off so yeah so it was just so weird how like all these guys died within a week of each other and at the same time so, like they were concurrent episodes of them that, that is weird yeah like i looked over at steph i'm like oh my god it's weird city party is in this like he's just dead finish that episode start next one. Oh my god fucking saget what the fuck is going I'm, on i'm just glad you watched sneakers before he died yeah that was that. that I mean, that's where I know him best from. I'm not saying it's his best work, but that's where I know him best from. So Steph introduced a movie to me that was, I shit you not, his debut, and he was nominated for an Oscar way back in like 1950 he, or something. And he won one eventually. I don't think it was that one, but he did win. Yeah, one. yeah. But I and I can't remember which one this one was called. It was one of his like. It was literally, I think, his like first movie. Like because he had done TV shit, but this was like his first theatrical film. Sure. He play he plays a uh, a doctor, and he has to help a patient who's like super racist. So it's about a young black doctor, right? Who who's treating a fucking racist white hick, like a like a Ku Klux Klan member, and how like he and how like the other members of the clan want to fucking string this guy up, and all he's doing is just trying to save a life. Like it's really, it's a very interesting. Good film, especially back in the day. Okay, so big bucket of win at Betty White. I was always a big Betty White fan yep. uh, from Golden Girls. Um, sh- I-, I wouldn't call her my favorite from the mm-hmm. Golden Girls. I always I always liked B. Arthur and um, uh, Estelle Getty more. Um, but Betty White was a very much, a, like Rose was a really good counteractive you know, the, the ditzy, dumb blonde who was just always so nice, you know, compared to the other ones. So really quick, just doubling back to Sydney for a second, because I just happened to pull up his IMDb. Here's two things I find really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sneakers was one of his last movies. Uh-huh. And he was only in 55 things. 
Like that, I'm not saying that is a bad thing on him, but that's just I would have expected, just because of you know what I mean. Like he was not super prolific. Like I think he did the majority of his shit in like the '60s and '70s and '80s. I would gather. I mean, yeah, maybe, and I'm not. I'm certainly not criticizing him in any capacity, but it's just interesting to me. Like he's that name that, like, I feel like if you know their stuff, meaning movies, you hear Sidney Poitier, you're like, of course Sidney Poitier, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, and really, like, I think, you know, our, our the guy that we're talking about tonight has done double that. Now, he's not Sidney Poitier, but he's certainly, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's just crazy to me, so... That's the other thing, is like, Betty White. Like, I don't think Betty White... Re- I couldn't name a Betty White movie. Oh, neither could I. I think the only, the only thing I ever have seen her in, except maybe like cameos, because I think she's done a couple cameos post Golden Girls in random shit, like at Harold and Kumar. Not that one, but like that style of film. Right. You know, um, like I'm looking, I'm looking at. Yeah, she's mostly Mary, Mary Tyler Moore in Golden Girls. Yeah, I mean, she was in Toy Story Four as a voice. That makes sense. But, like, even then, like, you, you didn't see her. Like, no, no. We, we were all touched by Betty White. She no was on an that. episode of WWE Raw. <laughs> That's funny. It's just so weird, the, the, the impact of, like, Golden Girls and Mary, Mary Tyler Moore, where, like, Betty White was, like, in everyone's household, but never in a movie. Well, I'm looking TV. at this, and if I'm reading this right, she didn't do a lot of movies. Right, that's what I'm saying. Most of her work is TV. She's, she's pro. She, I mean, if, if I can be as so bold as like, she was like TV's grandmother. Oh, I think that's you know? a fair way to go. Well, you, you, one last thing on, on Saget, because I know we, we, we do, we're 40 minutes in and we haven't even gotten to our subject yet. So we really need right. to move on. But, um, I heard something today, today or yesterday, I forget, but I fucking love it. And I am 100% on board that Bob Saget slash Danny Tanner is now America's dad. Like, because for years, it was Cliff Huxtable. Yeah. And fuck Bill Cosby. So, yeah. next in line, it's Danny Saget, Tanner. Yeah. As Danny Tanner. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm on board. Hashtag America's dad. Fucking Saget. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know, so. I, I fully support that. I mean, Talk about I mean, you and I actually talked about Bob Saget like I think like two years ago. You're telling me like oh, we're his, talking about yeah, his yeah. I think I even put uh, that that song as the damn yeah. it or something. Yeah, yeah, something akin to that. But and I I think I even told you back then like there was there's a YouTube series called Tourette's Guy where a guy who I think does actually have Tourette's but he exaggerates it sure. to the point of just like him swearing in public and making and just coming up with stupid things. He's the guy who coined saying Bob Saget as a swear word. Yeah. Yeah. And Bob Saget heard about it and saw it and went on stage and there's a whole thing where he talks like, you know, there's this guy called Tourette's guy who uses my name as a curse word. And what? you know what? He, I hope he fucking dies. I hope he, when he die, I hope he's like on the. I hope he's dying, and right before he dies, he goes Bob Saget, and then dies. He he also had a a, a bit in one of his standups about um, doing all that family television between 
Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos gave him fucking Tourette's, and he'd started acting like he had Tourette's for like three or four <laughs> seconds. Um, it, it, it's his stand-up. And, and Rico, I implore you, because you more than most people will want to do this, but go, if you have not seen it, and watch the Aristocrats documentary. Okay. The, uh, I've been I've been curious about it for a while, so um, that's something I would totally fucking talk about on this show. Like, if you want to do an sure. episode after you watch it, if you want to do an episode on, it, I would totally do it. But the Saget portion of that is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my entire life. Have you ever seen Farce of the Penguins? No, but I've heard. I've heard. I've just never. I've never dive down into that yet so it's funny and it's stupid but that's the stupid parts why um yeah it's like it's it's just the how do you make fun of a morgan freeman narrated documentary thing about penguins easy you get fucking bob saget to direct it and star in it you get gilbert Gottfried. you get lewis black and and have samuel jackson be the narrator instead of morgan freeman yeah uh yeah the last thing I want to say is that a lot of people don't know this. Um, you know, not not what I'm about to say, but the part after. You know, I'm a huge fan of that show, How I Met Your Mother. Yes. And a lot of people don't know that that's Saga that narrates all eight seasons of that show. Like he mm-hmm. does the 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 grown up Ted voiceover. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and it took me a little while originally to figure it out, but I like I kept hearing him talk, and I'm like, that. Sounds like Saget, and then I is had to... Saget, or is it Daniel Stern? I thought Daniel no, Stern. No, no, Daniel this. Stern did the Wonder Years. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. but it's it's all of the same thing. Yeah, it's right. exactly the same thing. But in this, it's Saget. Yeah. So, right. um, so yeah. Um, but no, tonight tonight we're gonna talk about somebody who's very much alive and fucking better be for a while because I think he's only like fifty one. So or fifty five or something. He's. I think he's like fifty five. I mean. What we talked about last week was like it was so funny how in the Matrix Resurrections they like basically were making jokes about how Keanu Reeves doesn't age. I mean, I saw the movies we're talking about is The Replacements, Speed, Johnny Mnemonic, Devil's Advocate, Something's Got to Give, and Point Break. I've got to attest, he doesn't really age. No, I, he, I, he he doesn't. Um, first off, we're wrong. He's fifty eight. Or he'll be fifty eight this year, so he's fifty seven right now. So okay, yeah, and he still looks great. I mean, yeah, he that, doesn't that look fifty seven. That's for sure. No, he does definitely does not look fifty seven. I will say the only time I said okay, he definitely aged was when I watched Bill and Ted face the music. He I agree. Looks more he aged looks, in there. He looks bad. He looks bad there. Like he really does. I have to agree yeah. with you there. It's amazing what a beard will fucking do. <laughs> right? What do you? Yeah. Why do I, That's why, why we do, do it, yeah, right? Yeah, tell you to keep beers on. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you've been wanting me to watch The Replacements because it's a There's football movie. There's two on this list that I'm really excited to discuss with you. They're okay. all going to be fun, but there's two on this list I've been, I'm excited to discuss with you. I'm sure well, you did can you, guess what You mentioned are. you had a question. Well, I, I, I do. I have I have one based on two of the franchises, so I think I'll save that one for when we get to those two franchises because it won't make sense. I don't think it'll make sense in advance, or okay. or at least in between the two franchises, I'll mention it. But okay. the other thing I was curious about is like, is it okay to like movies because you like the actor that's in it as opposed to the movie itself? Like, there's sometimes. 
there's an actor you like, and he's in a bad movie, but you like it. Like I like I, I'm noticing I have a lot of Keanu movies. I have a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. or I'm a big fan of a lot of his movies. And it's not because. And sometimes, sometimes it's just, they're just good movies, i.e., The Matrix, right? right? Or, or you know, Speed. Speed is a good movie. Like, is yeah. it? Is it cinema magic? Is it going to be? You know, no. But it's a great popcorn movie. You know, like it's Die Hard on a bus is really that, what it that's is. That's exactly what it is. A friend of mine very much described it that way. Like Die Hard's like the, the OG, and then you have Speed, which is Die Hard on a bus, and Under Siege, which is Die Hard on a boat, and. And then, and then Speed, Speed 2, 2 which, which is it, Die Hard on a Boat that it, no one give a fuck about. Right, and then there's another one he used to quote all the time, and I cannot remember what... Oh, uh, Air, he he said Air Force One is Die Hard on a Plane. Like 100% agree. Yeah, no, so like... And there's another one he used to say, too. I just can't remember what it is right now. But yeah, the, like, Die Hard set up this thing of, like, all these... That, that genre, it's really its own genre now. So Even Kevin Smith, when he was like trying to make Mallrats 2, he was trying to make Mallrats, Die, uh, Die Hard and them all. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he was trying to do. Um, you know he was right, going to so, do that at a mall here, like not far from here, like 20 minutes from where I live. About goddamn time, man. Let's get this goddamn, I mean... Well, this, this was like five, six years ago at this point. I think it's dead now, but like... I don't know if it's dead. I think after well, Clerks 3. he can't... Well, the the concept might not be dead, but he can't use that mall because he was using a, a mall that was scheduled for demolition, and part of the story was going to be the mall blowing up. And since they were going to demolish it anyway, he was going to use that. They've right. since demolished said mall, so like, right? He might still might he still might do that story, but he's certainly not going to be doing it here. So, all right. So, which movies were you excited to talk to me about? Because well, I mean, I was curious. Or did you did you want me to answer the question? Like, well, you yeah, like I, I mean, I feel like I fucked up the question, honestly, and I don't know how to fix it, but, like, it... All right, well, the, the question that I gathered you asked was, can you like an actor despite the movies that they're in? No, do, do you, or, or more importantly, I guess, can you like the movie because you you like the actor? So the movie might be shit, but because you like this actor so much, you enjoy watching that person work. Sure, you know, I mean... You know. Like I'm a I'm a fan of Johnny Depp, so like Johnny Depp has had some stinkers, and I've acknowledged like, well, all right, it's just kind of the same shit he's fucking done over the years. The exception being like I really had a hard time finishing the Alice in Wonderland sequel through the Looking Glass. I never saw I was, that one. Yeah. The first one I lo- I dug, but the second one I was so fucking bored. Yeah, and I just I fell asleep, and I just never try it again. It, it, um. It, if I can think to ask the question the way I meant to ask it, I will. But let's just let's the two films to answer your your question were the replacements. Just because even though it's a sports film, I feel like it's not. You know what I mean? And then uh, Johnny Namana, because I just know Steph and I have been pestering you to watch that for fucking ever now. So, all right. Well, how do you want? <laughs> Let me, I, let me start with replacements. Um, uh, yeah, because I, like I have a feeling you're gonna. I have a feeling Johnny Johnny Nemonic's gonna get a, a a beat down. But before you get to that, we'll we'll do it. But yeah, um, I like the replacements. I'm not a football guy, but I've been you know branching out of my uh, my comfort zone, so to speak. But the uh, movie's I, really not about the football. I feel like the football in that movie is is a a side <laughs> product of the story. No, it's about the cheerleaders, if I'm really being fucking honest. Like, no, it's about Falco. Yeah, okay, for, first and foremost, I, I I will stress that I don't think Keanu Reeves is a good actor. 
I think he has his moments. And I'm talking about in most of the films. And I think, unfortunately... Did you say Devils, by the way? Do you have that on the list? Did you say I have it? that on okay. the list, yes. Right. I think... I, I really can't stress this, but I think his voice doesn't help him. <laughs> I think it's his trademark, but I think it kind of hinders him. Well, I... I, I, I think I, he, he can't drop that surfer twang, and he needs to. Well, and that's that's what I was going to... When we get... And we can talk about it more in when we get there, but, like, the worst part about Devil's Advocate is he does not hold that southern accent well at all. Like, that's... I know. I mean, that being said, I will stress that I think Keanu Reeves is probably one of the nicest people on the planet. We No, we both said that. We both said yeah. that we think he's an awesome dude. We've heard nothing but good things about his character. And listen, I... I... I I think that I think he's a better actor than you do. I'm not saying that I think he's you know. Um, I think he I think he needs to. I think he finds things that that suit him. Like I I find it absolutely believable that he would play a football player. I think that works for him. Sure. Um, I don't think he'd be an Italian. Falco's an Italian name. I just don't see it. I mean, that's not to say he wasn't adopted. You know, but like, and they, he didn't really play it like he was Italian no, either. He didn't, though. Like, but I'm, but that's my point is like it, it it's it kind of bugs me when they give someone like an ethnic name like that and like it's not really right. But, because, but look, I but I have to stress this: like Keanu Reeves is like Eurasian. Like he is, he was born yeah. in Beirut, Lebanon. He's Chinese and Hawaiian and like other white bullshit, and he was raised in Canada. But and his is but but he never plays. Someone who's mixed Hawaiian or or Chinese. But here's the thing: I'll say, especially about the replacements in Falco. With all respect, we go like, I know you're Italian, and you you see, I'm Italian by blood, but not by by birthright. You know what I mean? No, so you're, like, you're the Tom Hagen of Potaskews for sure. Kind of, yeah, and and so, but I mean, I do have Italian blood in me, but I just wasn't raised that way, so it's not like right. You're I, the, I, you were the reverse Tom Hagen. Yeah, that's kind of a better way to put it. But you know, so. Not everybody, and I'm not saying you're the only person on the planet, but not everyone would even realize that Falco was an Italian name. It's not like, by comparison, Michael Corleone, where everyone's like, okay, that's an Italian name, you know? Right. So it's the not fact, Gandolfini, you know? Yeah. Right. You know, or, or or Tony Soprano. Like, those are names, you know, like, those are names you know are Italian. So the fact that he doesn't really pull, lean into the Italian part of that, like, it, it doesn't not, really fucking not, matter, you know? Yeah, but I'm not talking about, like, he's not saying, like, hey, who are all the gabagoo, and I'm going <laughs> to fucking a baba the boopy. I'm, I'm not saying he needed to do that, but visually, I just didn't see it. But see, I don't even know how many people would know that's an Italian name. I'm not saying nobody, that's, but I'm that's saying... That's true. Look, it's my, own, it's my own little thing. Like, there are times where I've seen actors like... Like, Ben Affleck has played Italian in the movie Gigli. He kind of did it, but he did. He overly hands. Like, hey, yo, my name is Gili. What are you gonna do, Baba the Booby? Right, like, oh, right, geez. right. Yeah, yeah. But also, and I can't stress this enough. No one was looking for Ben Affleck for fucking like acting skills in the fucking early two thousands. I'm no. sorry. No, no, no. Back then, no, not at all. Yeah. So, um, so replacements. I, <laughs> I mean, I laughed out loud a lot. Well, that's I the idea. The You're supposed to. Character I thought the funniest fucking character was John was John Favreau. Yeah, well, that's that. So okay, there were two reasons I primarily wanted you to see this. Sure, and that was one of them because I thought you would fucking love Favreau in this role. You know, 
Um, the other the other thing was Hackman. I honestly thought you would enjoy Gene Hackman. I like Hackman. I think he was underused. I think I have not seen a whole lot of like a wide range of Gene Hackman filmography. I've seen a select few. Sure. Um, he shows up in the Mexican, which he was great in. Oh, he's um, great in that. Yeah, I, I he's like great him in that. Black Hawk Down. I liked him in. Oh no, 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 no! It's um behind enemy lines is the movie. I I'm still thinking. have never seen that, but uh, I liked him in uh, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. Okay, see, I did. I didn't see that one. So there. That's is, good. Yeah. He's good in that. Um, I you know what? Like one of those things I need to watch is French Connection. Like it's just yeah, one I've of those classic films. Yeah. yeah, it's like an undercover cop movie, and all I yeah, yeah, yeah. is it's um, amazing. Um, what I know more about Hackman is that he's like. He was like he's like best friends with Robert Duvall and Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Like the three of them were all struggling actors together. Hoffman slept on the kitchen floor of Hackman, like for when they were both struggling for years. And when Hoffman was cast as Captain Hook, Gene Hackman just just kept calling him Hook as a nickname. Yeah, like he still calls him that privately. That's funny. Um, Gene Hackman is like. Gene Hackman's kind of like if like he's the original John C. Riley in a serious manner. You know what I mean? Like in terms of looks, because back in the day, movie stars were really fucking good looking. Sure. And then you get you get like actors like Pacino and and Dustin Hoffman. And, Some people and, would argue that young Pacino probably fits that mold that godfather one godfather two Pacino. He, he was definitely good looking, but he was not leading man status because they were all tall and kind of built and That's you know they're all gregory pecks or robert mitchums or, or shit like that sure sure um and then I, I i do believe that like de niro and pacino and dustin hoffman help break that mold of donald like hey sutherland. actor doesn't what donald sutherland would probably donald, want, yeah. donald sutherland yeah of like hey we're making actors look normal Right. And everybody has their own insecurities, and but we're just making the character the character. The doesn't matter how ugly or beautiful they are. And I think Gene Hackman fit that mold because he's not he's not a bad looking guy, but he's not like right. right. He's not fantastic looking either, you know. Uh, but he, he has such a uh, the thing that Hackman brings to a lot of his roles on. You would you would think we're doing a Keanu Reeves episode? Um, we're, is, we're getting back there. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just making a joke. It's he. I feel like he brings a lot of. Uh, he brings an aura or like an essence to all the roles he does. Like even when he does. Lu- yeah, and I, I'm not a fan of his Luther, but you know it is what it is. You know, like you know everyone. I think I think most people still view him as the qu- the quintessential like Luther, and I I don't feel that way. You know, yeah, I, so. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I really and and to borrow from what Kevin said, he's like he just came off as like a real estate huckster, which boiled down is what Lex Luthor is. But he's also like a, a, a mad genius, and I don't. I never got that from. from I got the Hackman. arrogance of of Hackman, but I did yeah. not get the the brilliance of Hackman. Right, and that um, that's that's where, in my opinion, John Cryer. John Cryer and Spacey both exhibited the the intelligence as well as the arogance, where I yeah. think just Hackman was arrogant. That being said, I'm sure Gene Hackman's a nice fucking guy. I oh, I, no I'm I, no question. I think he's a pretty yeah. Everything I've seen says he's a really nice guy. But and I liked him in replacements. But for me, what sold this film was John Favreau. Yeah, just for, just the fact that you like. It's like we see we know you as 
fat bro now. Like, you know, like you, you're a heavy set dude. What? You're a nice guy. You're a fucking genius when it comes to starting shit and, and creating shows like Star Wars and Mandalorian and stuff Boba like that. Boba Fett, yeah. Boba Fett. Um, and it's like, it's weird to like go back to the well because like we're watching a movie with Keanu Reeves like, well, he didn't change. We go back and we see John Favreau 20 years ago. We're like, holy fuck, Jesus Christ. Well, dude. that was one of his downtimes because he was he was skinny and swingers. He blew up and then he came back down again. He was kind of doing the Jonah Hill thing. And mm-hmm. replacements was during one of the down swings, like when he was, you know, skinny again. And then he I mean, he he there's movies where he's straight up muscular, oh, like yeah. Yeah. ripped and yeah. bulky. And like uh-huh. dude, he played. Uh, he played a boxer, Rocky Marciano. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen the pictures of it. I never saw the movie, but yeah, it's the movie's not amazing, but his performance, the fact that it's like, dude, it's Chef is really like John Denver <laughs> doesn't really get a whole lot of fucking well, credit. I mean, the biggest the, the biggest example to our audience would be go from Iron Man one to Iron Man three. He's he's pretty skinny in one. He's almost replacement skinny in one. Or better yet, go Iron Man one to fucking to fucking Spider Man No Way Home. Well, I think he's about the same from from three on. So that's why I was saying three. But yeah, sure, sure. you could go any anything post Iron Man three that has Happy Hogan in it. Yeah, but right. I'm saying like in in Iron Man one, he was pretty thin. So. Uh, I I legit laughed when uh there he when Hackman tells Favreau, go give me that ball. Give oh, me that oh, ball. That's the best fight. I'm gonna get you the ball. And I looked over his stuff at and because he gra- he gets the fucking ball and he brings it and hands it to him. Yeah. And he's like, All right, now you can go sit down now. And I looked at stuff, I was like, he just played fetch with John Favreau. That was literally the equivalent of, like, you're going to get that ball? Go get me that ball. Go get the ball. I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to get the ball. And he fucking runs, tackles over all the other fucking dogs, and, like, fucking grabs the ball, comes over. He's like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Okay, good. Now sit. That's exactly what the fuck it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I, I, that's that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's right uh, out there for me. I, um, I like the soundtrack of Replacements. I thought it was, was some good, good soundtrack. Yeah, some good songs. No, the whole thing. And and I actually like the concept of, I mean, being that I am more of a sports fan than you are, I do like mm-hmm. the whole concept of, you know, the, the, and, and Hackman's character says it a few times of like, you're getting the second chance that all athletes dream of getting, you know what I mean? Right. So that was a cool concept for me, but I, I could see why that might be lost with you. And I'm not saying that as a shot, it's just not a. Well, you know, I, on a story standpoint, I knew what was going to fucking happen. Like, it, unfortunately, re- replacements is really offering nothing new. It's very much a paint by numbers type of movie. It's like, you know what the setup is going to be and you know how it's going to end. There was really no surprise. Um, that being said, I I did discover a couple things. The actor who plays the the one who has to go back to jail or prison. Yeah. Did go to prison. Like, <laughs> is he's in prison now for murder. And he's not going to be released for another 40 years, which means never. Oh, wow. I don't think like I in, knew that. In 2016, he killed his girlfriend and went to prison. Well. They mentioned that three or four times in IMDb trivia. Like, they really want people to know that he killed his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so, wow. Um, uh, okay, that's. Hold on. I'm trying to do the math. 
I think on a critical standpoint, I as much as I thought the movie was entertaining, and it was kind of a slightly serious version of Major League. Like Major League is more fucking farce, but I, it's overall the similar story. I thought it was more Mighty Ducks ish in terms of the 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 sports aspect of it. But yeah, well, I mean, that's why I made it Major League because I'm like these are grown men as opposed to children. Fair, you know, although yeah, they're yeah, grown yeah, men yeah. acting like children in certain scenes. Um, I I I told Steph this, and I was like. Because I actually got to a point where I was getting really fucking annoyed and frustrated of how many times they showed the cheerleader. Like, the cheerleaders dancing and posing. Like, there was one... I I know it sounds really fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm a man. I love titties and and fucking ass, too. But I was, like, I was getting so annoyed because they were, like, doing... Okay, there was, like, shots of, like, okay, here's Keanu. Shot of Keanu. Here's a shot of Cackman. Okay, we're going to, like, watch five seconds of football being played out. Okay, cheerleaders. And they would do that in this rotation because, honestly, the movie is aimed for men. And the movie is aimed for men where it's, like, it's sports and it's acting legend Gene Hackman. And it's young, you know, hip star Keanu Reeves. And, look, there's some titties. And it's, like, Jesus Christ. It got to the point where I was timing it with Steph and I said I predict in the next 20 seconds we will see the cheerleaders again and sure I would count out loud and within 10 to 15 seconds boom shot of cheerleaders just posing and like doing nothing nothing to further the story and it's just a I know it's a weird thing for me to complain about but it's like it would be one thing if it was like every once in a while but it got to the point where it was every 30 seconds and it was like the only time it's really absolutely prevalent is when they're posing and smacking each other's asses. Oh, that's and, on like, purpose. That's that, I know, yeah. and that's on purpose. But that's when you, <laughs> that's when you show off the cheerleaders. Like it really, it just got to the point where I was like, okay, they're trying to do the same fucking thing to us that they did to the opposing players, which is, hey, you're a dude. Do you like titties? Here's some titties. Like, we get it, man. Can you kind of see some fucking acting? Is it so much to ask for some fucking acting in a movie instead of just titties? Like, yeah, honestly, if they made a porno version of the replacements, I don't think it'd be any different. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, that's it. I just wanted, I thought there was some funny moments. The John Favreau stuff that you seem to like is what I, you know, the Reese Ivins parts. I thought you might dig a little bit because he's that was funny, That was funny. Know? Um, um, but that's it, really. I'll tell you what I did not expect, even though I compl- I compared it to a paint by numbers type of movie. Sure, I did not expect <laughs> when Reese Ivins was going to make his final kick, and he was like afraid of the mob, like grabbing him and everything. Yeah, and Keanu grabs the ball and just runs away with it. Yeah, I did not expect Reese Ivins to fucking like miss the kick and go fucking flying in the air. To land on his arm and break it. I, I just didn't see that coming. Well, I mean, that you know what that's a product of? That's a product of you not being a sports guy. Because honestly, the way the kickers kick that ball when they're doing like a field goal like that, especially for the distance they were trying to get, potentially going to kick that ball, right. he's got to put that much effort and like swing into it. And once you get that momentum going, you don't stop. So <laughs> I know. You know. I just wasn't expecting to see him like go head over heels. Um. Uh, yeah, it is interesting that there's like, by my count, there's two actors in this film that worked with Spider-Man. You got Reese Ivins and you got fucking John Favreau. That's true. I didn't even think about it that way, but yeah, it's a good point. And yeah. Orlando um, Bloom. No, Jones. Jones, yes. yes, yes, yes. Orlando Jones, I think, is a voice of like Green Lantern. I think he's a, I think he's a Green Lantern voice. That yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of annoying at first, and then he 
I yeah, uh, yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I can't argue with that. Um, um I do. Was, I did. Wait, I have to ask this because it's a Favreau moment, and you made you just reminded me of it. But like when when um when he finally catches that uh Clifford Franklin when he, that's a character's name that Orlando mm-hmm. plays when he finally catches that ball and scores the touchdown. You know, after which, by the way, the whole line of Coach, I look like I just jacked off an elephant. It was one of the funniest fucking lines <laughs> in the whole movie. It's a, it's a good one. Um, but he's being interviewed in the locker room, and he's <laughs> talking about himself in third part, third person, and flaunting. And and Favreau just walks past him and shoves him into the locker. <laughs> you know, um, I I don't know. I, I just thought I, I thought you would dig it. I I like. I, it. I thought the whole I thought that whole scene was awkward as hell. It's and then supposed I was to like, be. I, I know, and I really want to like thank John Favreau. Just like thank you, thank you for doing that. Yeah, and then like and it's, then it, it's rare. Then it I, I can think of fictional. But then it swings over to Reese Ivins, like holding his junk, going "Ole, ole, ole!" Cheers, bitch! Like it's <laughs> it's just the it was, again that whole scene was just awkward, and it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, what yeah. is going on? Um. um before yeah, we move Keanu, on to the next next movie, there's something we forgot in the in memoriam that I want to very briefly mention because it is the 48th anniversary of the worst accident I've ever seen in my entire life. And okay. and rest in peace, Large Marge. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, duly noted. Yeah, okay. rest in peace, Large Marge. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm so glad you got that because I was afraid that was going to go over your head. Um, uh, um, so right. you want to go to this movie first off? Okay, before we get into this movie, all right, I I want to stress a couple things right off the bat. Like seriously, okay. I know this thing is not high quality. I I get mm-hmm. it. Like this is this is like. B side to the Matrix at best. Like I, I get it. So like I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you if if you pick it to shreds. This okay. is a movie that I just enjoy. It's sure. one of those movies I like the futuristically. I, I, I realized just because I, I knew, I knew we were gonna have the, the argument. And I'm using air quotes for the RDA audience of like. Why do you like this movie? Or it's okay mm-hmm. for you to like bad things, fucking thing that I seem to have been tagged with permanently. Thank you, Mark. Um, mm. But is I, I I realize it's not good. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things that I enjoy. I realize I, I I'm starting to like. I like a lot of those post-apocalyptic type films. I you like I, cyberpunk. I do, but I also like you know like, but I also like the Postman by um with. Kevin Costner, Costner, which is certainly yeah. not cyberpunk in any capacity, no. but I I really enjoy that one. Um, Deb keeps telling me I she thinks I would love Waterworld for the same reasons because of that. You know, I don't. Do you ever watch like the Mad Max Roadrunner Road Warrior movies? Not Road the only Runner. one. The only one I've seen is Fury Road. So I I yeah. Did you and like it? It was okay. It was okay. So yeah. it's is Waterworld's the same movie just in the fucking ocean. Okay, so I probably won't like that one, but there's, but I do, but I like, I like both the Escape movies, Escape from L.A., Escape from New York. They're both, both in that kind of, it's not right. an apocalypse, but there's definitely a, a major. It's thing. a futuristic 
post-apocalypse type of scenario. And, and even, even to a degree, even though it's much more sunny and cheery by comparison, I I like fucking um, Demolition Man because that's post-chaos. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, I, I tend to like that style for whatever reason. I don't know what draws me to it. So <laughs> this just fits into that realm, right? That's That's what this is. This is not... You know. So you're you're not gonna get better out of shape when I said this. Oh, I fucking hated this movie. And it sucks. I mean, I don't. It sucks that you hated it. I was hoping you would find something you liked in it, and it's it. You didn't, and that's fine. You know. But I, I mean, I I shocked the hell out of Steph of how vitriol I was because I was really trying to give it a chance, in part because I knew you recommended it, and also because Steph recommended it. Hey, you like bit, hacker, both you, of you. You like hackers. I'll take one out of two here. I mean, I like, but see, that's the thing is I looked at this movie and I said, this is if like the writers of, of both matrix and hackers kind of collaborated and then cut their budget like in half. Mm. Like I, I watched giant mnemonic and I absolutely understood why he wanted to be in the matrix because giant mnemonic is like he being Keanu for the audience. Correct. Okay. Um, because this is a Keanu episode. That's the that's the main thing we're trying to do. Is like even though we'll talk about other fucking actors like Pacino at some point in this, it's gonna. When I say he, I mainly mean Ke- Keanu. Yeah, I just um, wanted to. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I just wanted to preface that. Um, I understand why Keanu wanted to do the Matrix because he did like basically the Betamax version of the DVD, which is the Matrix. Giant Mnemonic is like the rough draft idea of what seedling became into the matrix in my, in my estimation. Um, I, I totally understand the, the, um, the connections of why you like it because it is cyber stuff and, and it is computer stuff and it is hacking stuff and it is, you know, stuff like that. And it's Keanu. Uh, I mean, I, I'm and, a and fan. It's Keanu, um, like I, I, we both agree he's not going to win himself an Oscar anytime soon. But at the same time, doesn't mean I can't enjoy the films he's in. You know, so. he'll win a humanitarian award for sure if he hasn't already. R- right? Um, sure, um, yeah, I agree with you. But I'm saying, you know, and if the Oscars have one of those, then he'll win that one. But I'm saying, in terms of like, he's never going to get best supporting or, I mean, maybe I've maybe. seen him do some maybe, serious, something. Some, yeah. yeah, but you know. It's not likely. We'll put it that way. So there are plenty of actors who have won an Oscars that you're like, really, fucking, really, <laughs> they did. Uh, sure. Um, I, th- I I will give Keanu credit. I think he's able to choose his co-stars really well. Like he's worked with Nicholson. He's worked with Pacino. He's you sure. know he's working with Hackman. You know, like I I give him all the credit of having he, he Keanu is a great co-star. Yeah, but in, I mean, in, in a sense, the the best the best if we're sticking with mnemonic for a minute, the best co-star in the thing is either it's I mean the choices aren't great. It's either Ice T, Henry Rollins, or Udo Udo Kier. Is that how you say his name? Udo Kier, yeah, Udo yeah. Kier. I mean that's that's really your choices. Which makes me I think kind of because I was I mean I legit said to staff, it really sucks that the best actor in this whole fucking thing is Henry Rollins, and that alone is a statement. Yeah. Like well, that, I, I, I mean, I think I think Keanu's better than Henry. I'll. I think Keanu overacted like a motherfucker. I mean, like his bitch fit at the end was how I was reacting throughout watching the film, <laughs> where he's just like, "I don't want to do this," and I'm like, "I'm with you, Keanu. I don't want to watch this anymore." Like there were parts where like a car blew up, 
scientifically not accurate. Like a car blew up when it just dropped. There was nothing to make it blow up. No, I, I well, okay. So there, I can, I can at least try to give you an explanation for it because I think those were designed to drop as bombs. So I think there was, I think there was an explosive built into the car that when they released it, it triggered and kaboom as it was falling. So right, but w- wouldn't you wait for the kaboom after it fell? Not no, before? no. I would, I would drop because the explosion is only meant to set the car on fire, so that you're dropping a fiery car on somebody, not blow up the car. That that was the point of the explosive. So to, I know that one. That one, I'm gonna argue with you a little. Not argue okay. is the wrong word, but I can. Okay, yeah. it's just my whole. I I felt like it looked like they were like, hey, it's been 20 minutes. We need something to blow up. Blow that car. It just didn't. I don't know, man. I, I, that's also one of my pet peeves where I've seen movies where like a car goes off a cliff and then it blows up before it hits the rocks. Oh it's yeah. It's happened before. Yeah, I that, like, that I would argue with you on this one. I, like I said, I can at least give you an explanation. I think there's an explosive design to set it off as it's released on purpose. Sure. So, sure. Um, but I, 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 I get where you're going, Rigo. Like yeah. it's, like I don't know why Newark, New Jersey, suddenly the center of the fucking universe. Like that, I I don't even understand. And I'm a New Jersey guy, so right. You know, I, I like, was, I thought it was pretty funny. I'm like, I was just fucking there, and it didn't look like this. No, Newark, Newark is well, yeah, and that's the interesting thing. We just passed the year that was in that movie. That movie set in 2021. So, right. you know, sadly, the irony. Is there's a fucking global pandemic going yeah, on? Yeah, that know? that that did kind of hit a little home. I will give you that. I mean, it's it's different than what we're actually dealing with, but it's still there, you know. And I and I do believe Apple will fucking implement fucking computers in our brains to make it a whole lot easier. Like I think that's a probability. It's not not anytime soon. You'll, you'll just think my number. You'll just think I need to call CJ, and then it'll start ringing. That's what all. That's how it'll it'll work. You know. Listen, I would be the idiot who would get a fucking pop up and accidentally click it in my own <laughs> brain. You know, I just be like, oh, you know. I'd be like, you know, when this happens, I'll be, Steph will be dead and I'll be a fucking like, you know, 70 year old man. It's like young seniors want to hang out in your area. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, shit. I didn't mean to click it. And then I just have a tumor. It'll, you know? it'll be like, oh, I got a virus. Oh, what what did you click on? No, I have the flu. Um, <laughs> you know. So. Or both. It's like, oh man, I think I caught COVID. No, no, no. You just have a. You just have. You just need a good antivirus. You're good. <laughs> or you'll be sitting around. Remember the days when the worst thing we were afraid of was COVID. Um... <laughs> right now, now you just like have to dial up. Fucking, you have to dial up. You have to have uh, Norton three hundred and sixty in your fucking system. Yeah. You know, um, listen, it, 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 Norton I... three hundred and sixty is like administered through a fucking pill. <laughs> It's just it's just a fun action movie to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I I don't expect it to be. You know. No, and and I, I, I and I I don't I hope, and you tell me obviously that I never build it that way to you. Like I never build it up like you have to have to see this movie. In that I think it's some like cinematic thing that you're gonna lose out on life not seeing. You know. Like, well, you and Steph are both very vague about it. You, but you, you, I will say she more than you, but you still did. You were both like you've never seen Giant Mnemonic. I really think you should watch Giant Mnemonic. Well, yeah, because you, again, you, you you took the hackers better than I expected. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I might have even suggested this movie to you before hackers, but when you did take it wasn't the hackers. Well, 
well, maybe, but I'm saying that when you took the hackers better than I expected, it was like, okay, I can kind of double down on Johnny Namana because he might actually dig this. Yeah, I I, I even didn't like the fucking title. Like, his name is not, his name is John Smith, which, another kind of Matrix parable. Um, True. Well, the mnemonics, the the traveling part, I mean, like, the the way he carries the data. I understand that, but making that his the title name and no one refers to him as Johnny Mnemonic is kind of, I don't yeah, know. It's don't, one of those things that kind of irks me. Okay. Well, the year just, I, I, I'm a, I acknowledge I nitpick about really like random things, but like, first off, it's a fucking kind of confusing title unless you know what it is. I actually would be more upset if they'd called him Johnny Mnemonic, like the Johnny part I'm obviously okay with, but if they had actually called him John, Johnny Mnemonic in the film, I think I would have been more upset about it. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I, it. I did not enjoy it. I'm glad I saw it, so I don't have to really do it again. I will preface, preface this. I think it was just not right for its time. If someone were to want to remake it or make a TV series of it, I think that could be more interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I think. I. I don't. I, know. I I still uh, it, it's it's not like a yearly like I have to oh it's this date I have to watch this movie it's not like that right. But, it certainly makes the rotation, and I probably watch it every. If I don't watch it every year, at some point, just randomly, it's probably every couple of years. It it, it okay. it's it's, but it's one of those movies again that it, you know, like I put on, like okay, I want something kind of brain numbingly, just let's chill out and watch something that I, you know what I mean? Like I don't put it on to be like mind fucked do you know what i mean like i put it on just to have that that chill out and relax you know so well, i was not i was mind fucked when i watched giant mnemonic it just was like i got an std in the middle of it i wish oh, like geez. i wish i had a condom you know when it mind fucked me you know all right well let's go to one you enjoyed then after this what what's what's what, i enjoyed one? all the other ones uh, well, okay we'll uh, pick one point break Okay. Or do you we want to... no, yeah, right. we can, no. we're, we're hitting all of the ones that are on this list. We're hitting my fa- at least right now three of my favorites because I don't. I've seen parts of something that's got to give that wasn't officially on our homework list for. It, yeah, for this it was an month. honorable mention. Um, so I did not watch that, and mm-hmm. I'm positive I don't like The Devil's Advocate as much as you do. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm positive I don't like it as much as you do. So. We'll um, no, no, I'm just, just kind of saying, you know, so we're, we're kind of clearing mine out pretty quick here, Okay, uh, uh, which I'm okay with, but I, I have one request and it's not because it's all about me, but if we're going to do point break now, I want to do speed next on purpose. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, I was actually going to request that we do devil's advocate last. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I figured we would anyway, but still. So before, after speed, let me throw something's got to give in there just to yeah, fucking give that's, it. It's yeah. Good. We can, I, like I said, I've seen part of it. I actually wanted to talk about the first time I'd seen him period. I think is that I, where I knew who he was and it wasn't any of these movies. So it wasn't, was it? Okay. Uh, so point break. Um, I, I have to say like point break was one of those movies that I had missed the majority of my years. I think I saw it like on cable when I was like seven or eight or something. And I think mom was like, I don't really want you watching this. And and it's actually not that bad for it's, it's not that bad for cable. I mean, there's a lot of fucking F bombs and everything, but I think it was just like, I think it was the shootout scene in Mm. the fucking, uh, the crack house basically. 
yeah, it's a it's a crack house. I mean, let's. It's more like a dealer's house, but sure, okay, fair enough. Okay, so I think I think at one point there was like a it did a close with a bullet in the head and stuff was like uh, stuff. Nancy, uh, <laughs> Nancy was like, uh, uh-uh, uh no, and so right. I, I right, sure. But it, it wasn't like I was like bent on his shape. I'm like, no, yeah, it's yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. movie. I was just like, I don't care. Let's put on right. cartoons. It's better. Right, 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 right. But I liked it. I liked Point Break. I think I, I am I am so not part of the surfer culture. Neither uh, I really, yeah. but. Because the really interesting thing is, like, on paper, this sounds like a really stupid movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. This cop has to go undercover with the surfers to find out who's robbing. Like, what? Wait, what? Go go back to what? <laughs> he, he. Okay. So he's an undercover cop. Yeah. He's actually an undercover FBI agent. If we're gonna be, if we're gonna be. Who has to demote it. himself to team up with the LAPD? Okay. Why? No, he doesn't. He hangs out with the LAPD. No, he doesn't. Those is, are all oh, FBI agents. Oh, is the FBI division? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I guess I missed that. Okay, but he, there's big robberies. Okay, they're all as ex presidents. Uh, okay, and then there's surfers. Uh, okay, and Keanu Reeves is gonna be undercover to learn how to surf and find out who the bank robbers are. And Keanu Reeves is kind of dumb because he's going to focus on the obvious group that's not the fucking bank robbers when it's, guess what? Spoiler and twist ahead. It's his friends. Like, we fucking get it. Like, we knew what was going to happen. You're you're going to hate an upcoming franchise based on that description. I'm telling you, or at least the first part of an upcoming franchise. Guaranteed. I, I, I saw the first Fast and the Furious. I know what happens. <laughs> I know. Is in is look. Maybe in fucking nineteen ninety one, Point Break was a fucking like you'll never see it coming that the people he's looking for are the people he's hanging out with. Like we kind of are. Like it's two fucking people build. It's it's him and Patrick Swayze. I'm I guarantee Patrick Swayze is going to be the bad guy in this. Um, See, this. But that that being said, I did enjoy the film. Well, see, this leads into a bigger question, and maybe it's something for another episode, but. Sometimes, like, okay, yes, you know, because Swayze's the on the you know top billing right behind Keanu, maybe even above. I don't remember who got billed first, but like Keanu was first. I think he was too. But even if it was flipped, it really doesn't matter. The point is, it's one, one, two, right? You know, even if you know, okay, obviously it's gonna be that he's the bad guy here. You know what I mean? Like, so. Like, look, it's less about that criticism. It's more about the surfing aspect because I've always viewed surfing as like because I grew up in the Bay Area. Like I was really close by to Santa Cruz, and like you, you know, do understand the words "point breaker" surfing term? Yes, right? I do. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm not part of the surfing community, so in my I had to look up what the term meant. All right, that's my point. Is that like look again? It was executed properly for, you know, for, for what the movie is, is that he has to go. It's not Donnie Brasco where a guy has to go undercover and like become a mobster. This guy has to learn how to surf is, is kind of, but it's just a weird kind of like, why is that any different though? I don't know. I mean, it's still undercover is the point I'm making. Yeah. It's it's still undercover, but it's just a funny, 
it's just a funny, ridiculous concept. And I think ultimately someone just like looked at, like heard Keanu's voice and said, you sound like a surfer twang. Like you have a surfer's voice. We should make you like go undercover as a surfer, you know, you know, and, and the funny thing from what I, under, from what I read, Keanu Reeves had never surfed in his life. I still don't think he, he has. He did. Yeah. He, he surfed on, uh, in point break. Maybe a little bit, but I also know they had like Kelly Slater in there doing some of the surfing. Kelly Slater's like one of the all time greatest surfers ever. For if I remember correctly, for uh Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I believe so. Well and and some of the far shots on Keanu as he gets better. You but know. I mean, but from what I because I've read conflicting reports. Patrick Swayze apparently did not have a fucking stuntman, and then Patrick Swayze did have a stuntman. Like, they're saying he did most of the stunts for all the running and driving and everything, but it was not him in the mask. Spoiler. Mm. But, and I'm like, because he was off filming something else. Um, I do want to mention, I thought this was absolutely fucking hysterical, and I pointed this out to Steph. They're all ex-presidents, right? At the time, right. yeah. At, yeah. At, they're all dressed up as ex-presidents wearing late uh, fucking rubber masks. Do you fucking know they, Nixon. I know they re re I already know they remade this yeah. once already, which we're not even gonna I've never seen it and I refuse to see it. But I agree. If they remade this again, which I'm not suggesting, you know now it would be like Bush W it would be W, Clinton, mm-hmm. Obama, and Trump. That would be yep. your four New your four presidents if they did this yeah. now, so I agree. Okay, go ahead. No. Um, so it was Reagan, Nixon, Carter, and LBJ, right? Yeah. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay, and then they were driving a Lincoln. <laughs> I didn't even think of. Well, they. I mean, yes, but they were stealing cars. Saying... They, were, they were stealing cars for each one. It wasn't the same car they drove every time, but yes. But they were prominently at one point driving a fucking Lincoln, and I pointed that out to Steph. I'm like, so the ex-presidents are driving a Lincoln, and she just burst out laughing. She's that, like, you have to. She's like, you probably, have to mention that to CJ. That probably was on purpose. Yes, I can't. I can see. James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow doing that. So I'm so glad you brought that up because like a lot of people kind of don't know, this is essentially another James Cameron film without him having to direct it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he actually co-wrote it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of know, especially in the late nineties, I'm sorry, early nineties, Cameron's kind of uh, style it totally is a Cameron film. Despite the fact that Catherine Bigelow did direct it, it has a lot of Cameron's trademarks. Um, in part, the flash of white light when it right after a punch, that's a total Cameron thing. Where like someone will get punched in the face yeah. and then he'll he'll superimpose a flash of white light to signify the hit. That's in this movie as well. When uh, fucking Keanu gets hit in the back of the head with a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did, you, did you see? Uh, you said you did some research on this. Did you see who was off, who was offered the role, and then others who tried out for or were or, or did audition for, but didn't actually get it? I think Johnny Depp was like the main front runner at one point. Uh, he wasn't the one offered it, but he was one of the people who auditioned. It doesn't say whether he was a front runner, but but yeah, I, I know where you're going. Can, can I list some of these? 
Say save the the main one who was offered for last. Okay, so because that's I, the most ridiculous one I've heard. To me, it's not. The, there's one that's worse mm-hmm. in terms of ridiculousness okay. to me. So, okay. uh, but I'll I'll go. I'll save that one for my last, and then we'll do the one you're talking about. But so Johnny Depp, as you mentioned, Charlie Sheen. I could see both of those. Honestly, I could absolutely see both those guys. Val Kilmer for, as as Johnny Utah. Just, a, just yes, a, as Johnny Utah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Val Kilmer. Which at the time I, I could also see, yeah. I could, I could, I see him more as Bodie. Just to be, I, just I to be do, fair. but he could pull off. Jo- I agree with you, but he could pull off Johnny Utah if needed. Sure. Um, the one that I think is the most ridiculous is Willem Dafoe as Johnny Utah. I, I mean, I, I've seen Willem Dafoe as a cop and like an FBI agent, like shit like that, but not. I don't see him as a surfer. You know where I see Willem Dafoe in this if he's needed. In Gary the, Busey's role. That's which, where he, he fits. Which, by the way, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with Gary Busey as basically a good guy. Most of the time I've seen Gary Busey, he's always a villain of some sort. He's, or he's, even, he's still be. a bit of a prick even in this thing. He's, so, a, I mean, he's a prick, but he's no more of a prick than the typical fucking cop movie where he's just like, he's been doing this for 20 years and he has yeah. no respect. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with that. Um, the other thing I really wanted, I got to be honest with you. I wanted you to, or not you, but I wanted to, when we were going through this, this was the first movie I watched in the bunch when we were doing this to okay. just to get ready. Um, and I didn't pick this first for any reason, except that I just said, I'm going to start with point break. Sure. But when I'm watching this, I was like, and I couldn't remember it at the time, but it was like, it would have been fantastic if instead of Shane Falco, his name was Johnny Utah, like if they had, because Johnny Utah th- was a quarterback in the this in Ohio State at Ohio State, yeah, it would have been. I thought the same perfect. fucking thing. It would have been genius to do that. I, I felt the exact same way. I was kind of like because the end of Point Break, he like quits, and so I was like, maybe he just went and became a football star instead. Yeah. Did you did you see who was almost Bodie? You would have loved this, I think. Remind me, Michael Bean. See, that's what I'm saying. Is like that, that's some Cameron influences right there. But I, uh, I honestly thought, listen, you and I might view different on this, but I thought, I honestly think this might be one of Swayze's best fucking roles. I love I, him as Bodie. He he's perfect. I'm not the biggest. Uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of Swayze. It's just I've only I've seen so little of his films. Agreed, but the ones I've seen, this one is, in my it's, opinion, he's is good in it. And from what I understand, he's not very dissimilar to Bodie. Like, yeah, I've heard he, that. Yeah, he yeah. went fucking skydiving on a regular basis, and that he actually had to like t- like he had to tell Cameron and Bigelow like, all right, I will not go skydiving, uh, you know, just for insurance purposes. Until like we're actually going to perform the scene, like him saying like "adios amigo" and then fucking jumping out of the plane towards the end when they do the skydiving scene is him jumping out of a plane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it was also revealed that he also, despite telling signing a waiver saying he would not go uh, skydiving throughout filming, went skydiving <laughs> every weekend. <laughs> um, um, couple okay, of quick. So, th- God, sorry. Well, who else was for? Uh, Johnny Utah. No, that was oh, and the one the the one that was offered was Matthew Broderick, 
what the fuck? Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one, but I feel like Defoe's even worse. Like, honestly, I just do. I mean... I, look, it's not to say Matthew Roderick can't fucking do serious, because I've he did a movie called uh, Casualties of War. He did a he did, he basically made a variation of Platoon. He made a Vietnam veteran era movie mm-hmm. uh, set in Vietnam, and like his whole Platoon rapes a Vietnamese woman, and he's the only one who doesn't participate. And like they think he's going to rat him out, so they try to kill him numerous times. So that's probably the most dramatic I've ever seen Matthew Broderick. I still don't fucking buy that he would. I don't, I mean, him as a surfer is whatever. I don't buy him as an under, as a fucking FBI agent, not in a long shot. Oh, I, 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 I can say it. I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but I hear, here's an intro. Here's two interesting facts. And then I don't know if you want to move on or not, but, um, number one, uh, I did not ever notice this, but it makes sense. Oh, actually three things I'll say. So number one, just to our discussion about the surfing body doubles, uh, the only, the only, according to everything I'm reading, the only scene that he had a body double was the one with the big wave at the end on Bell's Beach, um, right. which, by the way, is nine hours south of our friend Jay. I looked that up because I was kind of curious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other thing I found interesting um, is, and I did not know this, the president's the ex-presidents were killed in the order in which they served. Actual, like the served or served or died. Served. Okay. So yeah, so that makes it, sense. Yeah, um, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but if it was, that's fucking genius. And then I will say, I want to give. I'm not going to say the name of the show because I think it's cheap. But I wish we'd thought of it. There's a podcast that apparently recast this movie, and they made it into the goddamn trivia on. I've seen. I, I don't know if it's the same fucking podcast, but I have seen numerous things of movie trivia where they talk about podcasts. Like, oh, this podcast did a whole deep dive of this particular. We got to find out how to. Get ourselves into this trivia because god damn it. Uh you can submit trivia yourself. That's I've true. done it. All right, well then I've, that's... I've submitted trivia for movies. Well then we gotta start doing that with our show. Um anyway. I there there, there was there's a apparently a British podcast all about Adam Sandler, and they did like they t- like I, I literally found like the last <laughs> thing of movie trivia in like the wedding singer was about them talking about how the wedding singer is like one of the better out of, I was like, why is this really fucking relevant? But Hey, if that's what we have to do, yeah. to fucking get listeners. Um, all right. So do, do you, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. The one thing, the one last thing I think I can say about this film is it did make me think about you a couple of times when I was watching it because it took me back to the Cornetto trilogy, especially, um, was it Hot Fuzz? I always screw those up. It's Hot Fuzz, right? It's Hot Fuzz, the cops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, because the... Speed or uh, Point Break, uh, Frost references a bunch of times throughout. You know, it, the the first inc- uh, inclusion of it is was just like, all right, Bad Boys Two or Point Break. He's like, well, which one do you think I'd like more? He's like, no, no, which one do you want to watch first? Yeah, and then, yeah. and then because he's quizzing, he's like, have you ever? Um, you shot, your, shot gun your gun in the air and yeah. go, ah. He's like, no, I've never shot my gun in the air repeatedly and go, ah. Which, look, again, Keanu does what he does. I think he's better in this 
than like say giant mnemonic for example mm-hmm. but i i i the whole shooting up in the air thing was a little like frustrating sorry you know out of frustration is kind of ridiculous but it is what it is it's, was... point break is a fine enough movie for what it is i understand the appeal for it I, I'm just reading one of the trivia that basically says this is Fast and the Furious before Fast and the Furious. Like it's essentially what it says. It's a little more in depth on a the side. A trivia thing or or yeah, a, a, trivia a review? Thing. No, it's a trivia thing. It's a. I'll read it. I'm installing the trivia on IMDb. It says this film script shares many similarities with the Fast and the Furious. A young police officer sent undercover to identify a criminal gang carrying out holdups has to infiltrate a world of an extreme sport. He integrates himself into the group, who ultimately turned out to be actually be the criminals, and falling for one of the associates along the way, and ultimately ends up letting the gang leader escape. So the only compl- the only complaints I have with that write up is two things. Number one, he doesn't let Bodie escape. He knows Bodie's gonna die on that way. Like he's not right. coming back. Like he like they say, we'll get him when he comes back in. And he's not and the, coming back in. He's not coming right. You know, so we, we both know that, you know, and then number two, Lori Petty, while she dated Bodie at one point, is not in on the She's bank robberies. The yeah. 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 So that's my only my only argument against that write up. Um, I, I agree with your assessment. I do agree with with that. Yeah. But the the similarities is pretty No, abs- no, no, I'm not I'm not discrediting the, the, the similarities, but I but the he, yeah. It, it, does the Fast and the Furious ever do anything like surfing wise or on the boat and, or like in the ocean or nope. or like? Nope. There you go. Okay, so. Well, in the ocean, <clears throat> yes, because there's something. With They're the not summer. like speedboats and shit, like in like no, the second a, one or something. No, 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 no. Well, no. So in the second one, it takes place in Miami. So like as a side thing, Ludacris has like speedboat races and shit. But like, like, um, uh, why am I blanking on? Fucking Walker. Walker, yeah, but I'm trying to remember the character's name. O'Brien O'Connor never, like, he's never involved in any. Of those. Okay. They're they're literally like backdrop to while there's other dialogue happening. Like it's gotcha. not, yeah, um, yeah. There's no All real. Right. There's no real. There's like a. There is a boat in that movie that gets involved, but it's not. Yeah, it's not like this. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. All right, um, well, in order to have Fast and the Furious, you have to have speed, so... <laughs> look at you going there, so... Yeah. Th- this movie... Um, I cut right to the chase. Oh, yeah, so... Okay, go ahead. Th- this movie holds a, kind of a special place for me. Um, sure. My, my ex and I didn't see it together, but she was watching it with her best friend one night. They were having, like, a, a girl's night, you know, and when you're... 15 16 17 years old those are you know watching guys you think are hot and eating cookie dough and you know and and i'm not even stereotyping like it's legit what they were doing and and they like keanu in speed so they were watching speed and like 
one of her favorite lines in the entire movie, which when she pointed out to me exactly how funny the line was, it stuck with me. And I wasn't even like, oh, I agree with you just because you're my girl. Like, she's right. But it's when Alan Ruck is doing the relay while he's while Keanu's looking under the bus, and he's like, Keanu goes, fuck me. Oh, darn. Like, that, <laughs> I... And it's probably not even the funniest line in the movie, but I laugh out loud every time I see it. I have to acknowledge it is it is probably the funniest line in the whole movie. Like, it so? really I mean, is. Yeah, it's not a comedy movie, but there are some like jokes yeah. put in throughout the in whole this, thing. In the sense of like Die Hard is not supposed to be comedy, but Die Hard's really fucking funny. Oh, too. absolutely! Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I, I, I. Again, Speed was another one that, like, see, there are these movies that my friends and, like, my cousin Jared would always kind of have playing in the background. You know, Michael or Joe. Yeah, I can see that. And the main ones were, like, Independence Day, especially for Jared. Jared was always watching Independence Day. Uh, Men in Black, Jurassic Park. Because you have to think, we're like 90s kids. No, so like, I, whatever I'm, is like well, fresh is, and yeah. like on 1999 and everything like that sure, was I'm like stuff like that. Um, Speed, I think, was another one that was always kind of occasionally playing in the background. So like I I never officially watched this film from beginning, middle, and end until like a month ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't think. Okay. Maybe one time. I think like, I think I did see it, but I was like kind of like dozing and then waking up and dozing and waking up i think maybe six years ago but it, it really did not hit a fucking chord with me then sure um but i had like pieced together most of the plot like i had completely missed the opening scene the opening shot the opening scene of the blow up and the bomb and all that shit i had never seen until this particular time when i rewatched it a month okay. ago okay um and i i like it like I think what I enjoy is that Keanu Reeves, despite my criticism of his acting ability, is always trying shit. Like yeah. he's the one, you know, he's he's in a sports movie. He's in fucking jo- whatever the fuck Johnny Mnemonic is, you know, and and he's in you know a quirky fucking romantic comedy called Something's Got to Give. He's in a fucking surfer FBI movie, whatever the fuck Dracula. that is. Also, he's in Dracula. I mean, like. The dude is always trying, and I'll give him credit. He is trying his hardest, and he's trying his damnedest. You know, he he he's not a. I think he I think he genuinely loves acting. I just, and I think there are certain movies where it his his acting ability, his face, and his voice sometimes work for the role and the film, and sometimes don't. And I think. Trying accents doesn't work for him, unfortunately. Yeah, whether well, it's I'd... whether it's whether it's British or fucking Southern twang. I'm sorry, I just read something about this movie that kind of upset me that I did not know, and I wish I had not seen it, honestly. But oh well. Do you want to share it or what? He it was rewritten. Graham Yost gets the writing on it, but he's not the one who wrote it. Apparently, who wrote it? Whedon. Oh, I think I knew that. I didn't. Yeah. It kind of makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it, yeah, the dialogue is is very Whedon esque. 
Well, that's um, what but, it says. It seems like most of the dialogue is what he changed. Like the 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 in between stayed very uh, whatever Graham wrote, but the dialogue right. from what I'm reading was changed. So, I mean, unfortunately, man, like Joss Whedon was a script doctor for a long time. No, I I get that. It's just you know knowing what we know of him now, it's just kind of like. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I would probably argue I'm a bigger Joss Whedon fan in terms of his films and and stuff more than you. So I get it. I totally. It's not that I'm not a fan because I am, but I just get cringy just realizing that he's just the name wrong. Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know it, what it is is like he's the only real fucking like celebrity celebrity with the name Joss. And like and it, Whedon, it's Joseph, I mean, but he doesn't go by Joseph. Oh well, see, I didn't even know that, but yeah. Yeah, so. Joss is a variation of Joseph. Fair enough. But... Uh, just like like there's Alex and Alexander, and then there's Xander, just to really fucking be weird. Yeah. Um, and I, just like that, there's only one fucking Keanu, which, do you know what Keanu means? You've told me, and I don't remember, no. Cool breeze over the mountains. There you what go. The His name is Keanu Charles uh, Reeves. Okay, I get a yeah. hit on him. I mean, do you know no, he's got a he's got a great name and he's stuck with it. Um, <laughs> Holy shit! Sorry. What? Apparently that that truck that Jack drives before he gets on the bus, like his jeep that he just kind of leaves in the middle of the highway when he's trying yeah. to get on the bus, is a 1968 Ford Bronco. Okay. This month movie came out a month before the OJ Ford Bronco chase on the same fucking highway. Oh no shit! Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, and actually, the the one scene, if if his truck had been white, it it might have you could have just used it for the fucking. It's true. It it's crazy how close that. Because I was even thinking that when I was watching it this time, and I've seen it a bunch of times. I just never really paid attention. But as we've talked about, when I watch these for for Potaskew, I watch them very differently than if I'm just putting on the movie. You right. know. Which is why I can sit here and tell you I understand why you had problems with Johnny Mnemonic. I don't agree because right. I still enjoy the film, but I can't really argue. You know where I'm coming from. I can't. I do, and I can't really argue any of it. Which is why we didn't really discuss it very deeply. You know, but I, you know, but this, like, I remember watching it, going, "Huh, that looks." I've seen that before, and it wasn't this movie. Like, right? You know, and then I saw I, this on the news. And I, I, what I didn't know was how close this was when it came out because I saw it long after. Like, I saw it on VHS. Like, I didn't see this in theaters, so I don't think I realized how close it was, and did not realize because it's so old. And old meaning I didn't know what a 1968 Ford Bronco looked like. That it turns out that it is a the same goddamn truck, just right. you know, many years older. So sorry, go ahead. I just had that's crazy to me. So I think I think uh, one of the underlying things that I enjoyed of Speed is the supporting cast. You know, I was we we talked about her on when we deep dive the oceans. I'm kind of on this like Sandra Bullock kick. Like there's so many Sandra Bullock movies that I'd never seen or really had any interest, and she's really fucking great in Speed. Like I'm not ready to fucking rewatch Speed Two because I have seen most of that. Yeah, that's I remember not, not really enjoying it. It's not good, right? Keanu, we'll give it this way because you we know you're not a the biggest Keanu fan in terms of his acting, right? Like that's you, right? Mm-hmm. Keanu read the script and said this is going to be terrible and turned it down. 
Which says a lot. Exactly my point. Right. That's why I said it. Like Keanu was like, no. And then like but I think Sandra was like, I'm gonna do it if Keanu does it. And Keanu, I think, was like, Well, I'll do it if Sandra does it. And then like they were and then he managed to back out. Like he had better lawyers than her. Oh, and yeah, Sandra yeah. was stuck. I think Sandra was like under contract and couldn't get out of it. The, so they kind of like push her in a corner listen the way you said no i it, it makes me who they should have actually uh picked to replace him when he said when he said no to doing it who that was totally nick cage just throw nick cage that should have been a nick cage film. see i see that being a nick cage movie now if they made speed three nick cage would be all over that shit he'd be too old for it at this point i think so i it hasn't stopped him from doing anything else <laughs> did you see who um uh did you see who turned down Annie? That's like a prominent name now. Uh, I want to say like when I re- I mean, again, I researched this like I think when I first sure. watched it. Like, I think Meg Ryan was one of the contenders, but who? Uh, maybe, but the one I was reading about was uh, Halle Berry. Yes, I do remember that. And she says she still doesn't regret it because she goes, she goes with all respect to Sandy, it would not have done for her for me what it did for her for her career. Right. Because I would yeah. have just been another black female bus driver. I would have just been another black bus driver. Those are her quotes. I'm reading what right. she said. I'm not. I mean, I don't agree with that, though. Because I at think. At the time, maybe. 94, maybe. Yeah. I think at the time, it would have probably done more for Halle Berry than. I mean, it, I think it would have done as much, in my opinion. Because I... I think. I don't think it boils down to like, oh, she's just a black woman driving a bus. I think it's like, you're in a fucking movie that surprised the fuck out of everyone. Like, that movie made so much money. No, it did. And then here, here's the interesting thing, though. In my honest opinion, remember, it's also 1994, right, compared to, mm-hmm. you know, 2022 now, right, is I don't know that the audience would have bought a relationship between Keanu and Halle. I don't think... I think that interracial relationship in 1994 would not have been... As well, I don't think it would have been like boycotted or anything, but I think it would it, it would not have been well received. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, and I think that I don't know. I, I'm speculating. There's nothing in here that says that that's why she turned it down. But I almost wonder if that played a role in her going. I'm not so sure about this. You know, in which case, I mean, I can't speak as a black woman because I'm <laughs> not that. You're right. Neither can I. But in my estimation, if I happened to be a black woman, I was offered that role. I think, and it was 1993. I would have tried to do that. I would have been like, I want to be the fucking, like, I want to be the black woman who's hanging out with Keanu Reeves in this movie. You know, I mean, right. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I do agree that Sandra Bullock was fucking perfect as Annie. Um, yeah, no, think, it, it was good. She was good. I think Alan Ruck like Alan Ruck has been in like maybe two films that I know at the top of my head that I'm like, oh yeah, that's the dude who's that's Cameron. You know, it's fucking it's um Ferris Bueller and it's this movie. Like he's I really a, can't he's done a lot of he's done more TV than than movie. I want him and Edward Norton to play fucking brothers in a movie because I just see how similar <laughs> they look. Yeah, I and I'm see like, that. just have Alan Ruck play the older brother. And have Edward Norton, like, and the ultimate irony is that Edward Norton is always playing like doubles or split personalities or yeah. multiple personalities. Yeah. Just have someone who looks exactly like him be his brother and have and give Edward Norton a break. Like, hey, we're hiring two actresses, but like, you know, you can take a break for once, Edward Norton. Um, I think Dennis Hopper, uh, I've 
you know, Dennis Hopper is one of those veteran actors of like, you know, Nicholson, uh, Martin Sheen, Al Pacino. He's he's that seventies era actor, and he's kind see, of like one of those legends. See, now that goes to your. That's the funny part because for me, you were just saying about Alan Rock, and I'm not saying Alan Rock and Dennis Hopper are on the same level, but. You were mm-hmm. saying you've only seen Alan Rockin like two things, this and, and Bueller. For yeah. me, I've seen Dennis Hopper in two things that I can think of off the top of my head. And it's uh-huh. this and Super Mario Brothers. I think I've seen a lot of Hopper, but I he's in Waterworld, for example. Like he's the villain right. of Right. I I think I knew that, but I've not actually seen it, so I can't but, you know. But I've never liked Dennis Hopper's acting. I I, I don't think he's I, a particularly good actor. No, I, I don't, don't either. Yeah. I, I think he's fine in this, but I just think he But there's several people that could have done this and you wouldn't it would be interchangeable. I would have much rather had like Nicholson. Nicholson could have done it. Yeah, I, I I think it's a little too high highbrow or he's a little too highbrow for that role, I think, despite the fact, you know, but um this is this is more of a abusey kind of thing. There's that's a abusey thing. I um, um, I can see that. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Even if you wanted to change the race, I could see Donald Glover doing this role. I could see it. Yeah. Um, Sam Jackson's yeah, another one. He'd be a little young in the, at that point in time, I think. But you know, Sam Jackson well, now. It's hard to gauge that when you're when you're going up against Keanu. I think everyone just looks infinitely older next to Keanu. No, but you needed him to be slightly older because of the fact sure. that he's the retired cop and whatever. Do you know what I mean? Well, like that's you know spoilers. Well, black, but... black, black don't crack. Black don't crack. Right, but but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't know, you know, I don't even know how to go from there, but. <laughs> like, um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Dennis Hopper's. Uh, I've seen a lot of Dennis Hopper, and I, I've always been unimpressed with him. And I, I know it's sa- kind of sacrilegious, because, like, he he is regarded as one of the veteran, like, greatest actors, and, it was, and he died, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I never, I never really gave a fuck, um, well, with one a, exception. Yeah. Like right. his performance in True Romance against Christopher Walken is pretty fucking iconic. But see, that's another one I've never seen. So. You you did you saw True Romance? Christian was... Slater, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, James Gandolfini. Dennis oh, he's Hopper. the dad, isn't he? Yes. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, he was good in that one. I'll give he's you that. He's fine one. in that. I mean, that's yeah. the one exception where he delivers like an amazing monologue and fucks with Walken, but that's it. But that like, gives you the point of what I'm getting at is like. I saw that movie and did not remember that he was. You in remember it. Like, the scene for sure. Well, yeah, but fucking... I needed I needed you to refresh me because like I right. couldn't have pulled it out of thin air if you paid me. Like right, right, right. You know, once you said it, it was like yes, okay, and I do remember the scene, and it's a really good scene. You're one thousand percent right. I remember I remember how much we blew that scene when we did the movie, when we did the deep dive. So because we couldn't fucking say any of it, we were just kind of like, how do we well, talk yeah. about a scene we can't repeat lines? Yeah, that that's that's one of those ones we don't fuck around with. But um, but yeah, but as yeah, a like whole, scene. like I'm looking at his like I I see the titles of some of these movies he's been in, and yes, he's been in some heavy hitters, but yeah. But I, I've never seen any of them, and I really don't have any desire. Yeah, to see I, any I, of them. I'm, you know, I think he was like another. He was virtually the same villain, like as he was in Speed in a Schwarzenegger film. I think it was called Eraser. He was virtually I, the same 
Well, I have seen that, but I didn't remember he was in it. But I mean, I like, think he was in that. Uh, but he was virtually the same thing as Cooper. Yeah. I mean, he he's not he's 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 he is very much like an energetic Jack Nicholson. If I had to like really boil it down, that's yeah. I get yeah. I, maybe if you like blend Nicholson and Hackman, maybe. That's not bad. I mean, I think visually he looks more like Nicholson. Oh, visually, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've seen Hackman be excitable. Uh, Visually, that's your Alan Rocket Ed Norton. Like, if you need them to, you put him and Nicholson side by side. Sure. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, no, before we move on, I got a question, but I wanted to wait till we got through speed to, to ask this question. Okay. Better cop partner for. Keanu Bridges or Busey? Remind me who Bridges was again. In... He's his cop. He's the he's the one he shoots and the one that ultimately gets blown up in Hopper's home. Right, but who played him? Bridges. Jeff Bridges is the actor. Oh, Jeff Bridges. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right. It's it's. I'm I'm leaning Busey because of how I'm leaning Busey too, which is I never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> Well, because they're so diametrically opposed, you know what I yeah. mean. Like, and there's there's a line from from Point Break that I thought you would fucking love. Do you, can you guess the line? It's an obscure line, so you may not pick up on it. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Do you want a hint first? Or, sure. It's when they're doing the stake the stakeout for the bank robbery. Oh, it's like uh, I need you to give me two meatball sandwiches or something akin to that. It's that scene, but that's not the line. Yes. Okay, what's the line? Man, these Calvin and Hobbes are fucking me. <laughs> I, I yeah, this Calvin and Hobbes is fucking funny or something akin yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I, I did laugh out loud. I, I admit that. See, that's the thing is like Gary Busey could have been a good actor. And I think Gary Busey was fine in in that role. Like he was intense as hell in Lethal Weapon. Like I think he he's was, really good in Lethal Weapon. Honestly, like he's really good in Lethal Weapon. And he's I think he's really good in um, Under Siege. You might disagree with me there, but I think he was really good in that one too. I, I, he is occasionally like it's just like, but he just is not. He, he, Gary Busey is just a batshit crazy person now. Well, I mean, part of that's from the. the the, the motorcycle accident. The motorcycle accident. Yes, and and let's you know we we referenced earlier Saget, you know where we were unclear, and I'm pretty unclear on this, but I think Busey's done copious amount of drugs in his time. Like I think I, that's a safe sentence. It if if it was reported that Gary Busey survived the head collision to a tree from a motorcycle because of the drugs in the system, I would believe it. Yes, exactly. Like, he would be dead if it wasn't for the fact that he did a fucking eight ball and then decided to go fucking motorcycle riding. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, my answer is the fact that I completely forgot Jeff Bridges was in fucking speed. Is is probably why I attribute to Gary Busey. Gary Busey set more of a fucking like, uh, he, he, it was just a lasting impression. You know, here, so here, yeah, I I agree. But here's the interesting thing: like, if you're going, if you're just going, um, by like, I think Bridges played a better cop. I do. I I knew you maybe not remember the role, but like, if you go back and really pay attention to it, I know you didn't see it. It's like been a month now, but like, if you go back yeah. and watch it and pay attention. Bridges plays a better cop than Busey does by well, far. Busey's the one who like cracks the surfing code to begin with. 
Right, but he's so... I'm saying in terms of, like, how do I put it? Um, just being more lined up. Like, like, like Busey's so far off on left wing compared to... to his the counterpart in Keanu, whereas like Keanu, like you can, uh, I buy the partnership better. We'll put it that way. Like yeah. uh, Utah and and Pappas, the two characters from Point Break, feel forced together. Whereas, yes. which they are, you know. Right. To be fair, it's- whereas you can buy that that. Keanu and Jeff Bridges in Speed have been partners for some time now. You know, I I buy the emotional weight for Keanu when they both die more for yes. Jeff Bridges than yes. I do it, for it, because it's like, hey, I'm sorry, Pappas is dead. That sucks. But screaming, no! Like, all right, Keanu, calm down. Just fucking chill. Sure, just reel it back. Um. All right, something's got to give. Let me just get get that over with. Yeah, I mean, we I, I I've seen it once, and I I I like the role they cast Keanu in. So, mm-hmm. um, he that's just gets, really my assessment too. He he just gets overshadowed by all the other big heavy names that are in that film. I mean, and probably rightfully well, so. There's just two. There's the other. There's a third woman, isn't there? There's two women and or two women and and Jack. I, in terms of Stark, I mean, she is now Frances McDormand. Now is that's fair. At the time, maybe not so much. But yeah. I mean, she was she was like you know, hey, it's it's her from Fargo. Like she won an Oscar for Fargo, but right, like, right, right. But like she's not. Oh my God, Frances McDormand, who won another Oscar recently. Like Frances McDormand has transcended being like, oh, she's she's a good actress who won an Oscar. Like, oh, she's fucking Frances McDormand. Right. Which um, honestly, my favorite role of hers is still from Almost Famous, honestly. But that's you know a different conversation. So she was perfect in, in this fucking movie. And something's got to give. Um, and then Amanda Peet, who kind of fucking went nowhere. Like she was like in everything in like the late nineties or mid two thousands. I might I might be getting my people. No, I am. I'm getting her confused with Amanda Bynes. Okay, never mind. I was gonna Amanda Peet. Did you see a whole nine yards? Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I I, um, I just had a minute where I made right. a mistake. Yeah, I'm, I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. So she's the girlfriend of Nicholson, and it's her mom, Diane Keaton. That, right. Right. So. And I, I remember watching this whole movie, and I'm like, okay, of course, it's uh, a, I think it's a Nancy Myers film, and I like all of Nancy Myers's films. Like, she does really good, smart woman romantic comedies. Fair enough. Um, and 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 this is no exception. Like, I, I actually dug the fact that basically Diane Keaton was playing herself, and and Jack Nicholson was definitely playing himself, like about a sixty sure. year old man who fucking dates women under thirty, you know. <laughs> And at the time he was 63, but now it's like another mm, 20 years, almost 20 years. Except for the fact that it's legal. Do you think he, you think he subscribes to the, the Matthew McConaughey line from, from Days and Confused? Do you know where I'm going with this? I know where you're, I know where you're going. I, I just need to preface, before I give you my answer, I need to preface this. The crime Roman Polanski did with the underage girl sure. was in Nicholson's house. Well, Nicholson wasn't there. Okay. So I don't want to fuel that rumor of like, I think Nicholson has, is always been, they better be legal, but I want them tight. Like, you know, like I think. Well, no, so, yeah, I, w- I was saying like 
twenties. You know what I mean? Like he, like yeah. Did you ever see the interaction of him and Jennifer Lawrence when Jennifer Lawrence won her Oscar? No, but I'm sure it's a little. Cringy. No, no, no. It's no? really okay. it, you. You have to. She wins her Oscar. And she's talking to fucking George Stapanopoulos or whatever the fuck his name is. And like talking about the fact that she's won an Oscar. Sure. Nicholson's behind her. Jennifer Lawrence was still like new to this. Like, yeah. She, like yeah. that, regardless if you've been in the industry forever, you meet Nicholson for the first time, especially if he's like approaching you from behind, you know, fucking yeah, there's, certain, and all. there's certain people. It doesn't matter if, yeah, I, Nicholson's one of them for sure. Right. Yeah. And she, She's like, oh my god, hi, hi. He's like, I just wanted to say, you know, congratulations. You're, you look beautiful. Your performance is outstanding. And she's like, oh yeah, thanks. She's like, I thought you were. I, I trying to recognize you. I thought you were an old girlfriend of mine. She's like, oh well, what about a new girlfriend? He's like, I thought about it. And then she just fucking leaves. And she's like, oh okay. And then she looks at it and goes, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like. I just flirted with Nicholson, and he's like, I thought about it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, despite despite what you said at the top of that, like, you know, you know, I... I, I, I don't think he would go for young, young. No, I, I wasn't even trying to imply that. I was right. saying, like, 25, 26, 27, you know, which compared to Nicholson's a little weird, but certainly legal and... and you know, above board. So I, I think Nicholson's actually been like, he was one of those, uh, I mean, he cheated on all his, on all of his relationships, but he's always been kind of like, he, he views himself as a feminist. He's like very pro choice. And oh, all that yeah, shit, no, no, no. I, I, I'm certainly, my intention is not to say anything disparaging about Jack Nicholson, but I can certainly see him in the privacy of his own, go- own home, sitting there with a, a shit-eating grin on his face and a, a scotch in his hand going, I get older and they stay the same age. You know, like, <laughs> I can totally fucking see that. So. Your Nicholson sounds like Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that was fucking great. Glad I could help. <laughs> Um, uh, it wasn't good. I didn't it say like, it was. I didn't say that it was. <laughs> but it was like you tried to do Jack, and you came out Christian. I love it. Right. Um, look. That being said, we 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 met. I said this earlier. I think I think Keanu picks his co-stars really well. Or he Absolutely. Picks projects. Yeah. I think he picks projects like I get to work with Jack. Absolutely. And I think like they bounce off each other. And Steph said it best for him. And something's got to give. Keanu Reeves plays smitten very well. Him having these doe-like eyes looking at Diane Keaton, because his whole thing is he's the doctor for Nicholson when right. Nicholson has a heart I, attack. I, like I said, I've seen it. I remember. I remember. I, and it's funny. As you're saying it, like, more is, like, spinning. Right. Yeah. I'm, so. just, I'm just trying to remind you because you didn't watch it as recent as I did. No, not at all. Yeah. So, and and he is a huge fan of Keaton's character, who's a playwright. He's like, I've been a fan of your work forever. Right. Like, I remember that too. Yeah. And and he keeps flirting. He's like, Can I take you out to dinner? Like seven? Does that work for you? Like, and and I have to agree with Steph. He plays like Love Struck very well. Like I've seen other romantic movies. Like he did another Sandra Bullock movie called The Lake House, which. Steph really likes it, and I was entertained, but I was I kind of predicted where 
the movie was gonna go and certain things. Well, so, okay, so it's funny. It's funny you said that because um, I was gonna tell you the first time I saw him where I kind of knew who he was, right? Right. And I know you are gonna probably say Bill and Ted, and for me, no. not for you, for me. <clears throat> and okay. that's actually not it for me. Um, so. Paul Abdul was huge for a while, musically speaking. Right. And she's got a song called Rush Rush. From, uh, yeah, I, I, I know of it. And they made, like, they, they tried to go the thriller route with it, not with a big dance number, even though she's a very good choreographer. But the whole, like, there's a story and the song fits into the story. They're trying to make a music video, like a story type of thing. But 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 longer, too. Like, it was like 10 minutes or something, and the song's only like four minutes long or whatever it is, right? Like, sure. it's not a long... So it's the same kind of concept where they kind of had like a story and, and, and dialogue and shit. And Keanu was cast as the love interest for Paula in that video. So your first introduction to Keanu is a fucking music video? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's no, 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 no. Here's the weird part. I had seen Bill and Ted before that, but the name you Keanu Reeves. Well, because and he looks nothing like he does in that video. Number one, he's got the longer hair. It's so funny because he's kind of reverted. What he looks like in what he looks like now, except for add the beard, is what he looks like in that Rush video. I think he's even got the same hairstyle. Hmm. It's just he's been, like he's been, he's been rocking that hairstyle for a long time. No, but for a while he rocked that short like speed hair for yeah, that's or, true. or even the short matrix hair like when he's in the matrix and he's got that shorter hair, you know. Yeah. But it's not shaved, it's just like just a, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. He rocked that for a better part of a decade, I want to say. And then yes, he did go long again when he was in when he kind of took a it feels like he took a break from acting and did Dog Star for a while, the band that he started, and then he went yeah. back. I don't, I don't know how long that really I, was, I think, but I think the long-haired beard look is like really much. I mean, it's kind of cemented with like John Wick. Like it's, it's like more associated with John Wick. Than... Which, which is the one. I mean, I don't want to go back to the Matrix because we already did that. But like, the, that's one of the criticisms I'm, I'm seeing as we're getting further away from the Resurrections release. Is that like, oh, it's John Wick in a computer? Like that? I disagree because the fi- at least John Wick knew how to fucking fight. I'm just saying that's the right. In terms because, of appearance-wise. Because he looks so much like John Wick in, in both films, obviously. Because, so. because, unfortunately, Keanu Reeves like, really doesn't offer a whole lot of versatility. No. That's the unfortunate thing. Which which was never more on, on display besides Dracula than in fucking Devil's Advocate. All right. Are we there yet? Are yeah, we, I, think, are we, are we... I think we're there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, First and foremost, I want to stress, just before you get angry, I like the movie. <laughs> It's not okay. that I don't like the movie, but I, I, you know. Why? Why do you think I'm going to get angry? No, because I, I have some, some plot or some, some breakdowns of where I'm like, eh, okay, you know, and and one of the, the biggest one for me is his his voice. Oh, I know? agree wholeheartedly. I think is, I'm a lawyer. That's what I like. All right, where's your accent? What happened? Hey, we'll put it this way: the South African held a South American accent better. Or a Southern American better than 
Keanu did. Wait, say that again? The South African actor held on to a Southern American accent better than Keanu did. Oh, oh, okay. I, I yeah, there was a lot of fucking like at, like South, South African and South American and fucking Southern. Like there was a lot of South. <laughs> like the South African who did a South Korean accent, who was from South America, couldn't do a Southern accent. I was like, <laughs> what? The fuck did you just say? That whole conversation went south. <laughs> no, All but right. the point is, Char- Charlize did a better job holding on to her accent than Keanu did. I agree. I, I and props to her. That was like her first major, major, major role. Like that's really what cemented her. Major role. Okay, because her first role is that the uh, that thing you do. That's still her. Right. First no, movie. no, no. I I know that, but I'm okay. saying like this is the one that put her on the map. It was this. And it was like Mighty Joe Young, which was like a fucking Disney movie. Okay. And like that helped put her back like, oh, she can. It, because she, uh, the unfortunate thing is she made a, fu- like, there's a movie called The Astronaut's Wife. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of it. And even though Johnny Depp's in it, I, it is, unfortunately, Charlize Theron is playing the exact same character in The Astronaut's Wife as she does in Devil's Advocate. Like, it, it's just, you know. I'm going crazy. I'm losing my fucking mind. My husband is ignoring me and kind of abusing me. I don't know what to do. Like it's, it's, but that being said, yeah, Keanu, motherfucker, you're a nice guy, Keanu Reeves, but you're fucking Louisiana, whatever fucking accent you did. It was, it was supposed to be Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. It it came off like he was, trying to do like Bayou. Which by the way, well, that's the thing I was going to bring up is I know people from that part of Florida, like born and raised, not transplants that live there now. Right. They don't sound like that. No, they don't. I've, I've, I've been to Florida. Now you look, we even know someone from Louisiana that doesn't sound like that. That's not to say nobody in Louisiana sounds that way. Cause there certainly are. Oh, but, for sure. But not everybody does. So you could no. be from southern part of the United States and sound like one of us. Like that's... you know what the irony you know what the irony is is that if, if Keanu Reeves had just spoke normally and said I'm from Florida with that slight surfer, nobody fucking... would have blinked an eye at it. No, it would have been as much as him being playing an Italian in the fucking like replacements. It's like okay, the fact that he tr- he's not playing an Italian. I fuck that's way different. I'm still. No, I'm argue. saying the fact that, like, when he tries, it doesn't really work. That's the unfortunate <laughs> well, that's, thing with Keanu that, Reeves. I will. I will give you that. Yes, when he tries, it doesn't work. It. Yeah. Uh, uh, which and, is worse, uh, this or Dracula? Honestly, his performance. Well, the 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 trying to change the voice. Oh, Dracula's way worse. I think so. I. I oh I, my I, god! I tend yeah, to agree him with trying you, to go was... British is is infinitely worse than him trying to go Southern okay. because at least. There might be some people who can't tell the difference of like, I don't know if that Southern accent's really fucking accurate, but anyone could be like, I'm from Budapest. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm from Britain. I spent time in Budapest. No, you didn't. Calm down. <laughs> Whereas yeah. like, I'm from Florida, you know, it's like, no, you sound like you're from Texas. No, well, he, I you, don't you were know right. What you I... were right. Louisiana is what he was going for it he went hard he did he 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 didn't he didn't do it well but no 
Yeah. And and the look, here's the thing that like is a great thing for Keanu and also not a great like it doesn't help. He picks amazing co-stars. And the majority of the time, he fucking drops like so much with salary to get the big actors. He did that with this one. I read that. Yeah. He did that with Pacino and he did that just to be with Jack Nicholson. He did that to uh hang out in speed. I think Dennis Hopper wanted a little bit more. He's like, okay. Well, I, well, and that's the thing I that goes back to Hackman. About, Hackman, the replacements, he fucking like brought down his salary to practically nothing to include Hackman. Okay, that I, that I didn't see, but I didn't look it up either, so I'm not arguing it. But like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's a, that goes back to what we've said about him being a, what we 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 presume by everything we see and read that he's a really decent guy. Like, you know, he, we might shit on him for his his use of the accents. But what we both have to agree is that, like, he makes an effort. He may not succeed. There's a difference between success and trying, right? He, I think, I think in his mind, he's putting out a real effort, not just on the accents, but to 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 surround himself with and learn from. Because I, I can't imagine you you do a movie with Hackman or you do a movie with Nicholson or you do a movie with Hopper or whatever, and don't Pacino, take yeah. something from that, right? Gary Oldman, even, in Dracula. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, but Gary Oldman is not a good fucking teacher because Gary Oldman's going to teach you how to overact. But he's also a bit of a chameleon. you got to think about that. Like, how many things have you seen... How many things is. do you see Gary Oldman and you're like, oh, fuck, that's Oldman. Like, you know, like... I'll do you one better. Did you... You've seen Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time at this point, but yeah. Okay, in the inevitable fucking next Halloween type of thing, if we ever do fucking, like, the Hannibal Lecter film series. Sure. yeah. You, if if and when you watch the movie Hannibal, not the show Hannibal, but the movie. It's the one with Norton, right? No, no, Norton's Red Dragon, right? Right. Yeah. So the one with Hopkins and Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore replaces uh, Jodie Foster. Okay. It's a sequel to the sounds, whereas Red Dragon is a prequel to the sounds. Right, um, okay, right, right, right. Gary Oldman is 100% unrecognizable. He's under so much prosthetics and latex, you don't but know. But it's, it's, it's not even that. Like, like okay, and I'm not discrediting that, Rico. Don't think that I am. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. list three movies that I've seen him in, and how drastically different he is in all of them. Right? Okay. Dark Knight trilogy. So that that's not the three films, but I'm just listing that. How as about one. just roles? And I, I get what you're meaning. Right. There. Fifth Element. What What's there? No, I'm saying they're meaning Batman. Like, we've okay, we're Batman. Oh, got yeah, it, got it. Gordon, got it. Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even just Dracula. Like, I mean, just, yeah. or, or or even. True Romance. True Romance. You know, like, even to a degree, Serious Black. I mean, like, they're not, that's probably the most common one that I've seen him do. But I'm just saying, like. Yeah, Leon the he, professional. He, like, he he chameleons himself better than any anyone agreed. I think I've seen. So that's what I mean. Like, he, yeah, you're right. He probably learned some overacting from him as well. But you know, well, more so, the, I bet the chameleon piece of it. Not that Keanu's done that, but you know what I mean. Like, but the the problem is, and again, it's 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 a it's a criticism. But it's like we we I think we have. We have basically given the consensus that we enjoy Keanu Reeves' movies, but we don't take his acting seriously. 
and we give him all the credit where he keeps fucking trying and he keeps fucking acting, but his, like, he is at his most expressive in Bill and Ted. He is all smiles and, like, when, I mean, he, there's a fucking meme of him where it does a close-up of him looking panicked and yeah. worried. He's at his most expressive as Ted. I, I would say he's pretty expressive in Johnny Mnemonic, despite whether you think of the film. He's very expressive. That in it. that's fair, but I also didn't think it was very good acting. So it, it's kind of like it's. Well, a, you're it's, not you're you're not talking about the, the acting chops. You're talking about the expressiveness. There's two different things here, right? I, like, I think he was hitting home. I think he was at his most natural at Ted. I would argue. I, I would argue Johnny Utah in Point Break is probably right there with it. I think there's a sweet spot of Keanu Reeves, which is the '90s, and then some of the 2000s. I th- and then I think it kind of dropped. I think Keanu Reeves was really not making great movies for a long time, sure. and then John Wick, just like how Taken was intended to be like a direct-to-DVD European thing for Liam Neeson to just be like, I gotta pay the pills. Keanu Reeves did the same fucking thing. He's just like, I don't know. I, I guess I'll do this one thing well, called And John that's Wick. the interesting thing with his career. And I know we got to go back to Devil's Advocate. And we will. But, I mean, like, here's one of, like, he he had some, he had a modicum of success with Bill and Ted, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the second one didn't do as well as the first one, but it, it, it put him more on center stage somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then, then he does Speed. He does mm-hmm. Point Break, which did really well. Mm-hmm. And then he does speed, which fucking ex- skyrocketed. Correct, right? Then he kind of drops off for a while. Like he, he he works, but but there's like a like if you were talking about ebbs and flows, like it's it's a it's an ebb, right? Like he, he, he you know yeah, he was then, doing shit like Devil's Advocate, right? And then and then he gets in the Matrix trilogy, mm-hmm. and that launches him back into a stratosphere. Right. And he hangs out there for those three films and does some stuff in the middle of all that that was right. successful. And then he kind of fell off again. Mm-hmm. And then... T- I mean, Matrix, post-Matrix was like Constantine and like something's got to give and Right, the but none of those were like acclaim- huge acclaims. Like they all did well. Constantine's got its niche. There's definitely an audience there that loves that film. You right. know. And, and it, it became a cult favorite now, for sure. And and yeah. something's got to give has its own following. I'm not, and I'm not, but it's certainly not. And that's and let's be real, that's more of a Nicholson film than a Keanu film, anyway. Correct. You know? So he, he has this like down period again. I'm not saying he was like out of acting, but it's like a down period. And then he hits John Wick. So you have these like errors. Wait. Yeah, huge, but huge ones. That's the thing. Like they're fucking point break ways is really his fucking career. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, I'm serious though. Like, yeah, speed I agree. With, speed was huge. Matrix yep. was huge. Even if you get rid of the second and third one, but that's a different argument. The first one was huge. Yeah. John Wick is huge. We'll put it, it was, this way. Yeah, I don't think you get Bill and Ted face the music if John Wick hadn't done as well as it did. I would... Well, here's my opinion of that, because I think John Wick almost prevented Bill and Ted from happening, because now all of a sudden Keanu was in demand, and people were like, oh, dude, Keanu is like a fucking badass. He's killing people, and he's shooting people in the faces. Go ahead. Do we want him to go back 
to the well of playing Ted and Bill and Ted with Alex Winter, who also, for the record, gave up acting. Alex Winter became a fucking director and right. for like doing like documentary shit. So even Alex Winter wasn't 100% sure if he wanted to come back as Bill. But here's the thing. As a fan of Bill and Ted, I've been keeping tabs on this franchise since it... Sure. Since it... Because I'm... I, I would argue I'm a bigger fan than you are. I'm not saying that you don't like them, but I'm saying yeah. I, I would I'll argue I'm a bigger fan of that franchise. And right. there was a stretch of time, mm-hmm. Matrix era, mm-hmm. where they were like, we kind of want to do a Bill and Ted 3, and everyone was like, <laughs> no. You know, like right. meaning studios. They had no mm-hmm. interest in putting money in that. And then for whatever reason, despite despite how well Keanu was, because I think I think it was too far removed from the first Matrix, and the second and third didn't do as well as they'd hoped. I think they made money, but they didn't do as well as as the first one. So the studios were kind of hesitant to get behind a, a third Bill and Ted. Right. And I think so. To your point, I agree with you, but I think that when John Wick hits. And Keanu's in such high demand again. And here, and here's the other thing before you say anything, because I think you're going to agree with this. We're in an era now, whether you and I like it or not, of let's reboot everything. Let's right? be meta. Yeah, it's, it's a very much a a reboot, a rehash, and also a, a self-referential world. Like I just saw the other, I just saw today, and I'm diametrically opposed to this. They're rebooting Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a drama show on Peacock. Uh, no, I, yeah, I heard about that like a year ago. Okay, well, I didn't see it till just the other day. But either way, my point is, uh, fuck no. Thank yeah, you. It's... You know, but here's the point. that We're in an era now while we're they're doing that kind of thing. So now that Keanu's in demand again uh, via John Wick... People are like, "Ooh, of third Bill and Ted." You know what I mean? So I, I think, I think him being John Wick was both a hindrance and a, a uh, blessing I, I, yeah. for him to be for because he ultimately said, "Of course, I want to make Bill and Ted." Like, and they were like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "I want to. I have my pick of fucking movies. I want to do Bill and Ted." And it's like, okay, I, right, I think because I think Alex and Keanu like playing the. The those characters, you know. Well, they're also mean? close friends, so I think. But I right. think out of the two of them, Alex Winter knows. Okay, the only one who really could fucking like approve this out is of the Keanu. two of us, yeah, is Keanu. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, no, no disrespect to Keanu, uh, to Alex, Alex Winter, no. But you know, which by the way, and just not to get way off, but because you mentioned Alex Winters and we were just talking reboots, I read somewhere they're doing a new, uh, they're redoing Lost Boys. Yeah, I heard about that. I think, uh, um, yeah, I, I heard. I you know, it, it is what it is, man. Would you, like, be, w- would you be okay if Alex Winters directed that? Being that he was involved in, would that would that entice you at all? With that, the only thing I've seen that Alex Winter has directed was a documentary about child stars, and it was fine. What but I'm just saying, based on the fact that he was involved in the original project, so that therefore he's going to try to. I would think he would try to give it some revenants, maybe maybe put some modernization I, I, over on, but... him over fucking Corey uh, Feldman for oh, sure. Fuck yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, only... I'm him or Kiefer before Corey. I mean, like Kiefer, I would be more like into like if he I don't think fucking... Kiefer, I don't think he directs though, does he? Uh, I think he might have directed an episode of Twenty Four. 
okay, but I'm talking well, like Alex Winter directed documentaries. It's not the same thing. That's fair. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think I don't I don't know. It, you know who in in I if I really would like if I could pick a director to fucking do the Lost Boys, I'd fucking yeah. go um either um oh Jesus. Robert Rodriguez uh, uh, would be pretty badass. Well he did the fucking vampire thing. I don't think he's going back to it, but I think I think someone who can give a twist or a similar spin would be um, Jordan Peele. That'd be interesting. The, yeah, the guy did Get Out, and yeah, yeah, he yeah, also yeah. yeah, and because he basically just went to the well for like rebooting Candyman, so I could see a a reboot of the Lost Boys. I just thought uh, that too myself, but you finish yours and I'll tell you. It was Jordan Peele, and there was one other fuck. Um, oh shit, I lost it. Uh, Jordan Peele and it was oh uh, um, Fincher. I, I could see younger Fincher making. I, I think, I, I think me, Fincher's too dialogue heavy. It would be like Kevin trying to do it. I think there's not a lot of dialogue heavy in Lost Boys. How many times do they say fucking Michael? Okay, but that's a word. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the script for Lost Boys when the, David, when fucking uh, Fincher wrote it, just like Michael, 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 Michael. The the two that came to my mind, one of them was inspired by your your Peel suggestion. Okay, would be Krasinski. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Um, the other one would be, I, and I, correct me if I've got his name wrong because I might. James Kwan. He did. He, he's he's one. Juan, okay. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Juan. Uh, yeah, he did Insidious, he did Conjuring. Um, and he's going to be doing that, That oh, I think he's still doing the Trench movie, isn't he? The, I think it was canceled. I was it? Trench okay. Was canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I purposely po- uh, picked Peel at the top of the list because in the mo- he did a movie called Us, U.S. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's set in Santa Cruz in the first part. Oh, okay. And... Because the it starts up like a flashback, basically. You don't know it's sure. a flashback until later. Um, and they're on the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, and they're talking like, "Oh, they're filming a movie over there." They're talking about how they're filming the movie of Lost Boys. Oh, right interesting. On there, interesting. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm no, like, well, I, I can see. He's already it. been oh, there. Yeah. He's already referenced it. He's already going back to the fucking late '80s, early '90s, rebooting shit. Sure. Just get him and Nia Tacosta to fucking do the Lost Boys. Well, so speaking of flashbacks. Uh, it, there's your devil's advocate. I mean, it's not a flashback, but it's like that's. So I had to ask you: Do you think the and you follow this stuff, especially with this film, more than I do? But like, was that the big holy fuck moment from that movie? That he's that. Well, which holy that he's the son of the devil? No, that the whole thing was something he like visualized in like a three minute window in his brain. I didn't interpret it that. I, uh, my interpretation is that what happened, happened as we saw in the film, everything that we saw happened, but I think the devil was just like, oh, fuck. So he, because he's the devil, I think he had more power than he let on. I think he went back and fucked with time and put Keanu back in that thing. It's kind of like a, a dark version of it's a wonderful life. You know, yeah, this I, would be the devil's version of "It's a Wonderful Life," which is, I, I, I don't interpret it that way. I, I that's see fine. Very, I, I, yeah. I understand that both interpretations could be interpreted, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm certainly not <laughs> saying you're you're flat out fucking wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I, 
I view it as the whole thing was, um, yeah, just like it was like, a blink of an eye. Right. It was. Uh, it was. If you get this, and that, and that, and here, here's my argument for why I feel this way. Right. And then okay. I'll, I'll, because when he goes back into the so so the the girl testifies about being sexually abused by the math teacher or whatever, right? right. Um. Which, by the way, it was really weird to see her because I hadn't realized it, but she's uh, she was a reoccurring character in like the last two seasons of Roseanne. It, Heather Matarazzo. I I don't know her name, but sure. So she, she's popped up in so many random things. Like she's the best friend to Anne Hathaway's character in Princess Diaries. She also has a small cameo in Scream Three. Like she's she's popped up numerous times. Like, she she's uh, DJ's girlfriend in like the last uh, season or two of Roseanne before uh, before the before the Connors reboot. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Like in okay in the, yeah, yeah I yeah. do remember her in that yeah yeah. Um, but. I took it as so she testifies. It's time for Lomax. Was it Kevin? Kevin, Kevin Lomax. Lomax yeah. yeah, to uh, do his cross examination, and mm-hmm. he asks for the recess. Goes to the bathroom. The his friend who's in the press comes in and has the conversation with him. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And as that's happening, something shows Kevin what will happen if he gets the guy off. Like. It's 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 almost like a future. It's a what if? It's a what if, but it, it doesn't to to go against your point. It doesn't actually take place. So he's shown all of that, but it doesn't actually occur. You know okay. what I mean? Um, and the reason for that is that because he's conscious enough of it that when he comes back in, he kisses Marianne like, "Oh my God, I'm glad you're still alive." Right. You know, and then comes back in and ultimately says he can't represent the guy anymore. Now, I know some lawyers, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, that wouldn't get you disbarred. So I don't know why they played that angle after that. But I think you can, I think a lawyer can recuse themselves saying, I cannot defend this. No, that can anymore. absolutely happen, but it doesn't get you disbarred. If you remember, I, yeah, I don't think it, I don't, yeah. Otherwise, all. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they they stressed the fact that he was gonna get, you know get disbarred or whatever. Like I I I would need to it confirm. Could be with one different of my in Florida law. I I don't think that I don't think that's one of those things that's different from state to state. I know what you're saying. There's some different yeah. variations, but I don't think that's one of those. Things. I'd have to ask one of one of my friends who's a lawyer because I have a couple of friends that are lawyers, so I could ask yeah. them. But um, and I I didn't have a chance to reach out, but I I. That's how I really think. That's how I really... And then so then he kind of snaps back to reality Mm -hmm. and then goes in and does what he does and the movie ends. So... (laughs) It absolutely um, could be a vision because half the movie is visions and hallucinations. Right. Which we know the devil's capable of But not all of it's POV to Keanu. Like, I don't think... He doesn't really see, like, those... Those devil, like like the one woman, kind of morphs her face. He doesn't see any. The only one that he really kind of sees is when he's trying to fuck his wife, and it turns out to be spoiler his sister. But you don't know that at the time, right? He's trying to fucking bang Wonder Woman's mom, right? Which I was like, that's the other thing. Like I'd seen this movie years ago, and then I hadn't watched it in a while, and now I, you know, watching it for this. And I was like, she looks familiar. Right. <laughs> and I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, shit. 
you know? Yeah, Connie Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, look, again, of all my criticism of Keanu, like, dude, I was so, I was more critical of Keanu when I was younger than I am now. Sure. Like, I thought he was a fucking waste of space. I didn't know anything about his personality. I didn't know anything about his personal life. Um, my, See, that, my, that's my it, point. It though. That's my point from earlier, though. I've liked him even before knowing that. If anything, I like him more. You know what I mean? I still well, didn't I think like he was him, some like great actor, but I liked him. Yeah, I like him more, but I was very much more vitriol of how because I was like, he's just a bad actor. <laughs> the fuck is he? Do- how? Like it was really kind of like a pissing me pissing me off. I'm like I, like how the fuck does he have a career? Like it was I was really mean about it sure. to the point where like back in the day when IMDb had message boards and you could fucking like make a thread and a post and like talk shit about a movie, I was that guy. Like I I would have fucking probably contributed to moviepoopshoot.com. Like that's how angry and pissed off I was about so, not about everything but like so- about. Did you feel the same way about Nick Cage? Because I honestly feel like he's worse in a lot of ways. Um, I feel like yeah, yes and no. I was more critical of like Keanu and like like I was that asshole who went on the Marlon Brando IMDb profile and like went to like made a made a post and be like I just titled it I just don't like him and then just like I was a bit of a, I wasn't like trolling everybody. But there was like at least two occasions where I was like, I feel like getting an argument on IMDb, and but ultimately, but the really the main half was so just to see if other people actually agreed with me. So it was podcast practice, really. It was yeah, it was podcasting typing out basically. Yeah, yeah. So and there were very few people who agreed with me on Marlon Brando, and no one agreed with me on Keanu Reeves. Everybody, and I will state this, and I really feel bad about this, the majority of the defenders for the Keanu Reeves thing, where I basically just said, I think he's a bad actor, mm. who agrees, were women. Women all fucking like, fuck you, he's a great actor, I love it, because Keanu Reeves is doing a lot of romantic comedy type of he's shit. Also, he's also an attractive person. I mean, He's a very attractive yeah. person, and I viewed that, and I used that back at them. It was one of my least fucking feminist moments where I was just like, oh, you just like him because you imagine him going down on you. Like, I wrote that out. <laughs> And they and they were all like like they turned it all around me like are you sure you're 15 because you sound 12 and I'm like oh fuck so like I deleted the thread I'm like it put me they put me in my place and I learned a fucking lesson I'm like all right you're gonna put shit out there you're gonna get shit back yeah so and goddamn fuck I to be dropped the message board because like it was such a bad idea there's so many fucking posts were being deleted like after someone would like start some shit the last time I saw an IMDb post was for um Batman versus Superman. There was a trailer and it showed Ben Affleck's Batman holding a fucking rifle. Mm. Right, remember he hold- yeah, 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 yeah. And I and this person wrote a fucking thread like saying new trailer of Batman shows Batman's gonna shoot up uh Batman's gonna blow up the theater, which if uh, you remember yeah, 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 yeah. So I wrote I commented, I said I don't know if you realize, but your fucking post is in really poor taste. And the person said, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. And, like, deleted the tweet. Delete, not the tweet, the, the message board. Sure. Any, anyway, so that's that's how long it's been. Goddamn um, Brando's cat. Uh, Goddamn Brando's cat. That's uh, always going to be a thing on it, this it show. It is. It's totally a thing. Like, <laughs> that's a thing on Jabology. 
like I told that whole fucking Doug oh, did you? story yeah, yeah. to uh, Jibology. I'd love to talk um, to that guy again. He was fun. He's great. Yeah. Uh, but Devil's Advocate, first and foremost, like as much as I'm critical of Keanu Reeves, I, I think P- this is Pacino's movie. This is 100% oh, Pacino's performance. I, I, I agree. And uh, listen, I'll say this, and I, I feel like you're going to disagree with me. But mm-hmm. up until the last scene, I don't even. And when I say last scene, I don't mean in the back in the courtroom when he zaps back to Florida. I mean the whole Pacino's thing. final line. No, 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 no. Well, no, because his final lines the thing about I still my favorite sin. No, I'm talking about the whole sequence in his, for lack of a better phrase, apartment. It looks like an office, but it's really his apartment or whatever. His penthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Up until that whole sequence, right? It felt, and I'm saying this as a compliment, mm-hmm. very Michael Corleone. Like it's the closest he got to being back in that role without being new Pacino. Because we've said before, there's like two <laughs> errors of Pacino, right? Yeah. This this feels like old Pacino in old Pacino. If that makes any sense, like. <laughs> It yeah, it's it's old Pacino, new Pacino, kind of like transitioning, and we see no it. because I think you before know, that you'd gotten that loud, boisterous Pacino, and somehow he was able to channel Michael for the bulk of playing John Milton. I think if if because, let, me, let me state this, I think Michael Corleone has very little happiness. You know what I mean? Like, Michael Corleone is very, like, sad and kind of mopey. Like, okay, you know, like... I just mean more than the delivery, though, because... Which goes with my point. I think okay. Scent of a Woman really capitalized. Like, he's loud, he's obnoxious, but he's charming. And that's what John Milton is. If the devil was anything, he would be a lawyer who would <laughs> a big smile on his face. No, that's true. You're probably right. It's probably closer to Colonel, Colonel Slade than, mm-hmm. than it is to Michael... But, I agree with you that there is that gravitas of Michael Corleone, like that that weight of like this is someone you don't fuck with, right? And but it's not delivered in that way that we've seen him do in other roles where he's like screaming and yelling the whole time. Again, there's that scene at the end that kind of discredits that. But if you look right. up to that point, he's not doing a whole lot of screaming. He's not doing a whole lot of yelling. He's not even getting that loud very often. Every once in a while, but it's it's very sparse it's not the, you know. the, the god monologue is he's very like he's all over the place and that's why i love about like that performance but that's in like, the scene that i'm talking about that's separate from the rest of it you know right for the uh, with one like the one time where you get the the sense that there's something going on with like pacino's not just a lawyer right or he's not just the head of a law firm mm-hmm. is the subway scene where he like T- tells the other guy. Oh yeah, on, but that's like, pretty late into the movie. It's late in the movie, but like that's your first real clue. Like this dude is not from Earth. He is well, he's from Earth, but he's not from you know. Well, the interesting land. thing is all the clues that are yes, yeah, so that's the first overt in your face clue. Mm-hmm. But once you know, it's yeah. just one of those well, movies that once you know, you start seeing little shit. <clears throat> and I'm not even talking about like the face morphs on some of these women or whatever. Like I'm talking right. about like. Like, even the IMDb trivia backed it up. Like, they said it, and I was like, yeah, they're right, and I noticed that, too, is, like, why does he need to sleep if he's the devil? Like, right. you don't need to sleep. Like, you know, it's... it's. Where's he fuck? 
everywhere. Like, right. You know, like I read a really interesting theory that the reason he takes the subway is because of underground connections as the devil would have. Like, that's why mm-hmm. he likes the subway versus having a car, you know, even the name John Milton. Well, yeah, that but I don't I don't. That's the thing that's a little unclear to me is I don't know if John Milton exists in this world. Like, I know it's set in real world, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it would I, – I would have liked if there was, like, a half a second where he goes, I even took that motherfucker who wrote about me's name. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. something – you know, even if just said that and moved on. Like, it didn't need well, to be a big thing. It's not like John Milton is not a – you know, there's plenty of – there are thousands, if not millions, of John Miltons out there. But the fact they chose that name, I mean, they weren't like, you, you know what they did? They, they, um, right. Robert De Niro played the devil too. Spoiler in a movie called angel heart. Okay. Pacino. I love Pacino's devil way more than De Niro's. Fair enough. De, De Niro's character's name as the devil is Louis Cypher. <laughs> okay. Get it. You get yeah, it? I get it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that is also set in the fucking Louisiana Bayou. So if you want to see another devil movie with thick fucking accents that Keanu was trying for, there you go. Angel Heart. It's a young ass Mickey Rourke. Oh, shit. It's a young Mickey Rourke. Like, and it's all about like the devil and it's weird. And it's like, but like Louisianans fucking love that movie. They're like, this is the closest we've ever seen to like, Louisiana and the bayou really being like accurately portrayed, like especially mm. with the food. And like you walk through a scene, you, you see a movie and you could smell the food just from memories. Um, Pacino as the devil is, is easily one of my all time favorite performances. The movie I've kind of like lessened my appreciation for when you're a kid, it's really fucking entertaining. Cause it's like, it's nudity and it's kind of a horror film without being scary. Yeah. And yeah, Especially when you're an atheist, watching Pacino fucking like have a whole monologue about the about God, like he's laughing at sick fucking like it's it's fucking sure. great. Sure. That being said, Keanu doesn't help. Like I, but I will say I believe that Keanu would be the son of Pacino in certain angles, especially yeah. at that time. The only thing that took away from the performance for Keanu for me is the thing that we talked about. If he hadn't tried to force that accent in there, it would have been an infinitely better. Listen, I would go as far as to say, and I think it's a direct result of standing next to Pacino, so understand that, but if he had gotten rid of the accent, he might have actually gotten nominated for a Best Supporting in that one. I don't know if he would have won it, but I think he would have got the nomination. He's really good in this role, it, it, but that accent attempt really takes away. It, it, it subtracts enough from it to me that I agree. you know. I, I but I will. I mean, I I agree with that statement, but I think they were both going to be overshadowed regardless by Charlize because Charlize gives. A but they much... have a male female best support, isn't it? Isn't it broken down by sex too? Y- yes, it is. But so I'm, theoretically, I'm... they both could. I'm they, just saying. they both could have. I, I, in the performance category, I think it would have been likely that if, if they were, if all three stars were going to be nominated, it would have been Charlize for Best Supporting Actress because she's the only real woman in that film. Sure. Um, and then it, I think it would go Pacino first and then Keanu. Like, I think. But Pacino would have been, if anything, starring, not supporting. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think Keanu Reeves is, is, is starring. I, I think. 
I think in terms of first build, I'm pretty sure Pacino is second build. That might be true, but if that's the case, if the, if it's based off that, and you know that stuff way better than I do, so I'm not going to argue with you. But I could if, be wrong. If that, but but if that's how it's based, right? Based mm-hmm. on the billing, he doesn't. There's no way he wins it. But if it's based that he's he's um, you're right. At least if this if this is accurate, Keanu's top billing. But yeah. if if it's not based on that and just based on the way the roles play out on the screen, let's be mm-hmm. real. Like to you, because you brought up a good, you you brought it up at the beginning, and I agree with you. This is Pacino's film. Yeah, you know, Keanu might get top billing, but it's it's Pacino's movie. Let me let me put it this way: I could replace uh, Kevin Lomax from Keanu Reeves. I could find another actor who could do a better job and still be convincing. As a, as a Southern lawyer and as, as also the son of Pacino. Sure. I could not replace Pacino. I, I absolutely not. I've seen other actors do the variation of the devil similar to Pacino. The one who kind of comes closest is Gabriel Byrne. I could see Nicholson doing this devil. Nicholson was the devil. I think no, he played the but, devil. But this in one, that it, one. Yeah. I don't. Then you have to. Eh. I'm not no. saying there's a lot of people, but I think Nicholson's one of them that could do it. I couldn't, I, I, based on the monologue that I've we've that i seen so many times, I don't think anybody could deliver it the oh, way that Pacino does. Well, okay, and you kind of just took my thunder a little bit. I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like, very few people in Hollywood history, let alone live actors at this point, at the point this movie is made or even now, can deliver a monologue like Pacino does. Like, there's right. just very few people that can do it, right? So you almost have to wonder, and I'm just speculating because I've got nothing to base this on, was the monologue written because Pacino took it? Do you know what I mean? There might have been... They, they could have conveyed the same thing in less words for a different actor is what I'm getting at. Like, was the intensity of that monologue, the length, the depth, the whatever of that written because it's like, okay, now we got Pacino. Let's let him do Pacino. You know, like. I, I'm of the opinion. I think because it's the devil bitching about God, that, the, that dialogue is there because who doesn't want to see the devil complain about God. No, I, but, I, but I, I think, I think the dialogue was as written as is. I think Pacino added little elements like lip syncing Sinatra. Well, not even that. I, I mean, I'm talking like, look, I think I, I wish I could. I, I'm, I'm not going to try to find the, the, the monologue, but I think you could cut chunks of that thing out and get the same point across. Like you still leave this laughing his sick ass off, right? His sick fucking mm-hmm. ass off, and a couple other things in there. But there are other parts of that that I think would not have been there if anyone else did that role. You know, because. Again, in my opinion, nobody delivers a monologue like Pacino. Because think about well, all his movies. There's not one movie I can think of that Pacino's in where he doesn't have one of those monologue scenes. Um, if, it, if it's not a monologue, it's a heavy written dialogue where both, like in Heat, as an example, they both are delivering, lo- like, majority, majority of the conversation between De Niro and Pacino. Pacino's doing the majority of the dialogue, but De Niro is included. Like, okay. See, I didn't see that one, but like, you know, for, for in this, he's got the one we've been talking about, right? In 
any given Sunday, he's got a big, long speech, right? In in Sen of a Woman, he's got a couple of them. Honestly, there's more than one in that He one. delivers the monologue in Godfather 1, all about Luca Brasi and, yep. you know, fucking Johnny Fontaine and yep. all that shit. He does that one. He's got one in, um, why am I blanking? There's another one I wanted to reference, and now I'm just blanking. But like, he he does that so well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That I think writers, when they know they've got Pacino, they have to write for his voice. Yeah. Now, I, one thing I read, and I just confirmed, is he turned this down a few times until they until Hackford got a hold of it and yep. the director and rewrote part of it. He doesn't get a writing credit, and I don't think he—I don't know that he cares. But like he, he helped tweak it a bit, and and what he did enticed Pacino to ultimately come onto the project. But mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if it's like our like if, if if Hackford's going in his brain, Taylor Hackford is going. I want Pacino. Mm-hmm. How do you entice Al Pacino? You give him a nice beefy fucking monologue that was probably not there before. I, I would agree with that. I do stick by my argument that it's the devil. That, because every movie I've ever seen where the devil has a voice and he's not big and red and horny is, you know, if he if he looks like a fucking, like, right, like you're not, Yeah, like Little Nicky, he didn't get a monologue. Sure, yeah. No. Uh, although Harvey Keitel could play a good devil, just not that version. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you mentioned Nicholson. Nicholson is another monologuer. Nicholson is a great... If, if if Pacino is the Muhammad Ali of fucking monologuers, Nicholson has got to be like the Rocky Marciano, like just up there, like like toe to toe. Because Nicholson, if you think I would have gone Joe Frazier, but sure, you know, sure Joe Frazier, fucking, you know, they're not Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson couldn't deliver a fucking monologue to save his own life. Um, no, but he'd hit that one liner. Oh, for sure. He'd fucking give you a period like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Not unless you were pregnant, which he's also done. Anyways, um, <laughs> he, no, Mike Tyson would give you an exclamation point. That's what he would do. Oof, okay. He, he, he'd give you a comma and a coma <laughs> with one punch. Moving on. And moving on. Nicholson's another one because Nicholson will fucking like, like, um, uh, you can't handle the truth. Like that's, yeah. that's a great fucking. Yes. Monologue. Yes, it is. But I, and that's at him at his most energetic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, because young young Nicholson was full of energy. Older kind of tone, like I've relaxed a little bit, you know. Like he slows down his monologues. He's like, all right, I'm going to deliver you a monologue. It's going to take three hours. I'm only saying seven words. Like he, you know, he, if Pacino is chewing the scenery. Nicholson is sampling the scenery, so to speak. Like, yeah, I I could see now. That I think about it, I could see Nicholson doing the Devil's Advocate, Devil, but it'd be a woefully different fucking speech. It would be no yelling. It would be like, "Hey, Kevin, no, let for me sure. tell you about yeah, God." Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be. It would be. There might there might be a little bit of yelling, but not nearly as much. No, you know, it would be. It would be silky. It would be like. It would be kind of like an oily snake oil salesman. Speaking of snake oil salesman, do you know whose apartment they use for like? Yes, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, I saw. I'm not even. I don't want to give him credit. So we're moving on with our day. Um, All right. 
I, Look it up, guys. You'll know who we're talking about. Or if you just know our disdain for this individual, you'll figure it out. But uh, um, it's huge. I'll, that's all I'll say. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I've been sitting here for whatever reason trying to recast this today. I don't know why, but I was. Devil's Advocate? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know why. It just started going through my head. And I, I got I got one name for the devil and I I think you're gonna vehemently disagree with me, but I don't I can't shake this as the devil. Mm-hmm. Um Bradley Cooper. I see Bradley Cooper as the devil? As the devil, yeah. As Milton. I absolutely see that. Okay, but like who's I'm not disagreeing because I, I like Bradley Cooper and I think he's got it in him and I think he's worked with I think he's I think he's done enough work and I've seen a lot of his acting where I'm like I could fucking t- look he was the fucking devil in burnt I it's not a big goddamn stretch okay I I I don't know that I agree with that assessment but sure enough okay so okay well I'm saying the kitchen his character in burnt his his fucking kitchen staff would say he was the devil see I here's the thing I keep getting stuck on Lomax and I think I think I'm wrong but I keep coming back to somebody that I don't... Hey, listen, I'm going to stress, I don't think is right, but I can't seem to get anyone else. And to your point about Keanu at least convincingly looking like he could have been Pacino's son, this doesn't line up at all. Okay. What? You you look like you got a guess in here. I want to see... No, no, no. Uh, I don't have a guess. I'm just trying to think of where your mind's going, so go, go for it. Because of age. This is also where I'm going, because Bradley's obviously younger than Pacino, even at that point in his life. Correct. I'm going Tom Holland for Lomax, but I don't know why. Like, I don't, uh, I don't feel like it lines up right, but I keep getting, I keep circling back to him for that. And I don't know why. I, well, because Tom Holland is sort of the in new boy. Yeah. Now, I, I hope so. that's not what it only is, but sure. I'll tell you this much. I think it'll happen. I think someday, like, something like this will happen. And I know Tom Holland has, like, made... He's trying to go for more adult movies. Like, he did one called Cherry that I didn't see. Which, by the way, I saw the trailer for Uncharted. And as a fan of the game, I'm not really impressed right now. I have mixed feelings because I'm now a fan of the games. And I'm like, I, I, I don't agree with the casting whatsoever. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we will talk about this one at a time because it's not relevant. Sure. Um, uh, in theory, I could buy Tom Holland and and Bradley Cooper as the respected roles. I could for sure see Bradley Cooper hamming it up uh, as the devil. I could see. I could. I could picture him giving that monologue in Spanish or Italian or French or whatever. In the subway, where he's just like, your fucking girlfriend is fucking. Well, that was fucking Spanish, but yeah, yeah. No, I know, but I, I don't know if Bradley Cooper could speak Spanish. Uh, I know he, he could learn Italian, the lines I, if he need to. I mean, so. True. I mean, whereas, and yes, like, he I think does. It, he does speak Spanish because he was doing it in the A team. I know that for a fact. So well, th- yeah. there you go. Um, or at least he spoke those lines. I don't know if he knows anything sure, else. He, he has some very good phonetic cue cards or K cards. But but he but he definitely 
uh, someone who's studied Spanish, because I did take Spanish for a number of years, he, he hits the accent, like he, he hits the inflection right. So Well, he, he is fluent in Italian and French, so that helps. Sure. Yeah, because they're, um, they're all the same Romance languages. They're that same right. root. Yeah. Um, as for Tom Holland, I uh, I don't buy him being a lawyer. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't I, buy, I think I you can do it. I don't buy him as a lawyer now, looking the way he does. I think in 10 years we'll have this conversation and I'll totally be on board. That's, that's it, probably fair. Yeah. I think I, he's got the acting chops, but the difference is, is I totally bought the fact that Keanu Reeves, what I did, buy, I do buy Keanu Reeves as a lawyer, sure. ironically enough. Sure. But I bought the fact that he was in his mid 20s, mid to late 20s, and he's been on a winning streak. Ever since he got out of law school, which which, if you do the math, you wouldn't get out of law school until you were about twenty eight, right? Like I, even if you're a prodigy, like you know, the rare no, exceptions. No, that's about normal. So, but but Tom Holland still looks eighteen. Well, so and if that's, he was that's a the student... problem. I I agree with no. I, I I that's that's why I keep saying I don't think I'm right. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm I think you're you right. Just in a decade, you'll be you'll be more right. right. But so so then who now? But before that, I have three devils that I want to run past you before I lose them. One of them, one of them's going to spark some debate. So I know that. Okay. First off, I think Tom Hiddleston could absolutely play. Again, we're going younger, but Tom yeah. Hiddleston could absolutely play that one. Yeah. Um. I just lost one of them, so if I remember it, I'll come back to him. But here's the one that's going to cause some debate because this is this is a guy I would like to see take on a more serious role than we've seen him do up okay. to this point. At least that I I've seen him do up to this point, and I think he's capable of it. Personally, my 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 question to you is whether or not you agree, and I think you're going to say no based on the fact that we haven't seen it. But I think if he wanted to do something serious where you get to be a little nuts, because let's be real, the devil's a little nuts, especially by the end of this movie, right? Like Pacino gets to be a little Pacino. Right. I want to see Ryan Reynolds in this role because I buy him as a suave lawyer in expensive suits, charming ladies left and right, and then having that, you know... And I think what we've gotten a little from Deadpool was that 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 it's not even the the line the one liners like there's scenes when he still Wade Wilson before he becomes Deadpool where you right. got he's got I mean that whole sequence in the in the apartment with the yep. you know like that's a the little over, right it's a little over the top for Devil's Advocate but it shows that he has the ability to throw those those lines out and get that look on his face like ooh. Don't fuck with this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't think he, I don't know that he'll ever want to do something that serious. That's the problem. But um, well, he has done serious. He did a movie called Buried. Okay. Um, he and and a lot of his serious movies yeah, don't do are, very well. Well, it's not they don't do very well. It's just that they're kind of like. He's fine, but it, it, his his performances are always in some way a variation of what he's known for. Van Wilder, Deadpool, kind of as the snappy kind of thing. Which is why I think this would be a good test for him to take it a different direction. 
Um, I'm not against it. If like I think recasting or if they if they remade this movie, if we got an announcement like they're gonna remake Devil's Advocate, I'd be like, yeah. oh, fuck. Well, God yes, I, I I would first and foremost I would share that perspective, but yeah, Good. Um, there's certain things you don't need to redo. You don't need to you don't need to fuck with. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is one of them. I agree with that. But I I'll tell you I'll give you my cast. If you're if you I'm, the problem is, is I don't know like any like young actors anymore. That's that's like, what I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to think of ones that we would have seen um, that might like, fit this role. Like it can't be like Michael Sarah because Michael Sarah I don't mm. is not really not acting anymore. Yeah, I could I, see Jonah Hill like there's no there's no statement as, saying as, as who? Uh, Lomax. I think he's too old at this point. Well, I mean, but that's. You know who I'd be curious to see, especially if Ryan Reynolds did it, but I don't know enough about his acting chops, but from a visual perspective, Mm. the kid who played Harley in Iron Man 3, because when you get that quick glimpse of him in Endgame, he he looks the part. He's substantially older, yeah. He's substantially older. And he looks the part of potentially being like young Ryan, or at least half Ryan Reynolds in that, you know, to your point about Keanu and Pacino. So, well, you kind of touched on it without intending to. If I was going to recast the devil, I I would not go Ryan Reynolds, even though I do want Ryan Reynolds to be more dramatic. I would rather see Downey. Yeah, just uh, imagine I, yeah. Downey giving yeah. that fucking monologue of like being pissed off at God. And then you could throw then 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 Holland works as Lomax. Well, and Holland works, but you can also get the guy who. The kid who played Harley in, in could, Iron Man three. No, you could. I, I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, what would most likely? I mean, honestly, Andrew Garfield still looks young for his age. Oh, for sure. At least from what I've seen. Yeah, no. I Andrew, mean, we just saw him would, recently. So yeah, right. Andrew Garfield could pull it off too. As I, he doesn't look like Lomax. the son of as Lomax. Yeah. Um, I don't, but here's the other thing. The, the other thing that like, we're trying to like cast the, you know, the John Milton and the, uh, and the Kevin Lomax roles based on, we know he's the father, but he's the devil. He, you know, he, he could fucking father anybody sure. and they don't necessarily have to look like him. Well, so really, you, we're having a lot of freedom here. No, I know, but you you had just said so. That, that I agree. You, I, I did kind of pigeonhole us in that aspect. So I was just going based on that, but I'm I'm for opening the door a little bit here. Let's go. You know, I if if we're if we're going full on balls to the wall like crazy, fucking Morgan Freeman. So you want to you want to race chant it? I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I'm just so do you, no no. Now, do you have it be like a interracial child, or do you have sure. it? Okay, so who think of it, think of it like this? Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm-hmm. None of them, apart from maybe Chris Pratt, looked like fucking Kurt Russell. He was having offspring with n- numerous species, but we Same never thing. saw any of the other offspring, did we? I mean, yeah, we did. Yeah, that we we was explaining when he was doing his fucking monologue. It was showing like how he was like doing it over the course of centuries and, and millennia uh, to try and fucking find an heir. And there were different like alien species true, that he was true. doing. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think you should go that route, but I'm saying no, it's a template. No. I'm saying the devil can have, and he even says, oh, I've had so many kids, but you two are the only ones that actually worked. You know, I've fathered so many children, all so many mistakes. So are they still alive or does the devil have a whole bunch of kids out there? Yeah, that's never really explained, but I get the point you're going for. Yeah. Connie Nielsen does, n- I mean, Connie Nielsen does not look like she is the daughter of the devil, but you buy it. So, and we could even throw that in there. We can, ha- I mean, the devil can be a woman. The devil in the right dress, for Christ's sake. Well, that was kind of the idea I think they were going for, yeah. Right. So I think she wears, not only does she have red hair, but I think she wears red in every scene, like legit, you know, so. Elizabeth Hurley played the devil in Bedazzled. Yeah, but that was more of a comedy, but you're right. Right, but I'm I'm saying, like, if someone like Viola Davis, you got a black woman to play the devil— Ah, uh, wait, no, I don't I don't want to touch that because then that might people might be like, we knew it, black people are the devil. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, but, but I'm I mean, saying that, in terms of credibility and they could say the fun- same thing you could say the same thing casting a forty man now. I mean, like that's That's you know. true. I didn't I didn't consider that either. Um, um But uh, what about Norton? I think his voice is too soft. I think his voice is too nasally and too soft. I like yeah. it where Norton as an actor, but I just don't if you're going to choose your persona, why the fuck would you choose Edward Norton? No, I, I got it. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I just just a couple a couple sure. of thoughts that uh, it was interesting. You know, getting back to the film itself, though, like, you know, it, there were a lot of little nuanced things throughout the film that were just really interesting, you know, from the way his suit color changes to the way the wall colors, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Um it's one of those movies again, like I said earlier, that like when you when you're seeing it for the first time, that's a, this is one of those movies that once you've seen it, you can always enjoy it on a second, third, fourth viewing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you lose that moment that you get in the first one, especially you know most of us who don't like the thing that I think you and Steph both do when you guys are watching movies, you look for okay, what's the twist, All right? You you go into it, you know. You you can't sit back and just let the twist hit you. you Sometimes, know? okay, but I feel like more like, times than not, you go into it looking for the twist. You know? I think I think it depends on the genre. Like if if we're watching like a murder mystery, you're you're trying to figure out who the killer is as it's unfolding in front of you. Sure, but like you with know? this movie, for example, on 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 a first viewing when you were cognitive enough to realize things because you might have seen this again when you were three and a half because you see shit unappropriately too young in your life um would you would you have just like when that reveal that that pacino was a devil came would you have been like oh fuck are we like i saw that coming six miles away like that's the thing well i could tell you the first time i saw it how old i was and how i felt i was 11 years old I Again, bought it on VHS. Inappropriately too young. I mean, yeah, but like, what are you going to do? It yeah. is who I, I am who I am because sure. of shit like that. Sure. Hell, uh, you you would Uncle... not be having these conversations if I hadn't been watching the movies when I watched them. You saw Uncle Fucker when you were six. It's all downhill from there, so. Uh, eight. That was close. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I I automatically assumed Al Pacino was the fucking devil based on the title and the poster, which is literally called The Devil's Advocate and him standing behind. Yeah, I see. Looking, I'm looking gloomy. At it right now. And, yeah. 
Yeah. And there's red everywhere. And I'm like, this ain't, I mean, it could, like, if I watched that movie and it was, had nothing to do with him being the devil, it was just a law firm. Well, yeah, I mean. I would have been disappointed he wasn't the devil. It, it's the same kind of thing, though. Like, like let's let's skip out of this movie for, like, a half a second and go to one we've already talked to about that ties into this, right? Mm-hmm. The Matrix, the first time you realize, okay, Keanu's actually living in this computer world and this whole other existence is real you know Mm -hmm. that moment the first time you see it is like oh shit you know what i mean whereas on subsequent watches you're like all right they're in the matrix you know what i mean like um yeah at least it is for me maybe that's where it goes back to the matrix Matrix was 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 a very different thing for me when i was a kid because it was just you know bullet time and like running on walls, it was the the existential fucking like. It's it's funny because you just you you sound like the meetings from Resurrections. Like I know, but like I was eight years old. No, I get so it. Like, I'm not criticizing you. It's just funny how you sound like the meetings. From but I remember, like, I'll tell you this much: The Matrix was the rare R-rated movie that my that Nancy allowed me to watch. All right, so so let me ask you this: What movie? Like a devil's advocate, where like turns out he's the devil, or or Neo's in the Matrix, or you know some some reveal of that, or you know I guess to a lesser extent Luke, you know Vader's Luke's father, because for whatever reason to me that one doesn't feel as mind blowing as I guess it is to other people, but whatever, right? You know, not because I maybe because that maybe because I went into that one knowing it, like because that was you know it, at the time <clears throat> it was good but like when you're when it gets to be my point in life it's the world's worst kept secret right (laughs) so you know um what movie for you had that moment of like oh shit like the big twist the big reveal like something i just never saw coming um like fight club how about tyler durden would that be like that's another example for me is like when you realize that he is tyler Unfortunately, that was ruined for me. Mm, like okay. that, that see, it's shit like that where it's like, oh fuck! Like that's the thing. Kids just talk about. Kids don't give a fuck. They're just like, oh yeah, if I could fight club, it's Brad Pitt all along. You're like, what the fuck? I don't. Even, what are you talking about? Um, uh, I guess you that's know, just proof that I didn't have any friends. But that's just... well, I didn't have that many friends either. But it was just mostly like kids just talking about what was popular, and I just sure. happened to be on the sidelines overhearing. Sure. Because believe it or not, when I was younger, I was quiet and shy. Like I didn't fucking like. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have any friends, so I was just kind of like off to the sides, just observing. Um, there are like, okay, like here, here's here's a I guess an example. I don't want to spoil it because you know. It's, it kind of spoils the whole point, but like something like scream, like I, no one had told me like who the killers were or the killer right. was okay. in scream. Okay. Yeah. And I was still young enough where it's like, if I suspected it, like it wasn't a big twist or a big reveal. Like it was kind of obvious in the grand scheme of things, but the reasoning why was kind of a big reveal. Well, and that's, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want, I want one of those big reveals. Like, 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 the fa- the Fight Club one, despite the fact that you knew it was a pretty big, like, oh shit. Oh, or, I I agree know. with that. I, w- I, w- I was bummed out that someone spoiled. Fight you know, Club but for- like that one, I would say this is on par with that. I would say the fact that you find out that, you know, uh, Neo, <laughs> where Neo actually, like, what the Matrix actually is, the first time, you know, again after that, it's you know. 
Um, okay, okay. I actually have a perfect one. Okay. The Departed. I had no fucking clue the ending was going to be how it is. I'm talking the last 20 minutes of The Departed. I had no fucking but clue. But is that a big reveal in that sense? It's not as, it's, maybe if it's a, re- well, it's not so much a big reveal. It's just you did not see it coming. Yeah. Okay. Fair I enough. mean, a big twist would be something like, like I, unfortunately, like Sixth Sense was already ruined for me. And that, because it's such a form of, but that is another good example of what I'm talking about here. Yeah. You know? Okay. So like an example that I think hit me because I was completely, I had no, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I hadn't read the books and I hadn't, and it was the first time the movie came out when the first Harry Potter came out, Mm. Harry Potter, and the Sorcerer's Stone. I had, I had not read the books. I didn't know jack shit about the lore. So I'm just, a 10 year old going to see a movie. Sure. No fucking clue that Quirrell was the fucking bad guy all along. Okay. okay. And that Voldemort's on the back of his fucking skull. I didn't see that shit coming. And similarly in that see in that series when Dumbledore gets killed. I mean, like that was a big thing for, for people I heard, you know, was that ruined for you before you saw the movie? I don't remember. I think so because of the big bang theory. Because, well, okay, because they were doing this whole thing of like Snape kills Dumbledore and like, like because the book obviously came out way before the movie. Sure. So like when that happened, it was like the Twitter type of scenario where it's like, don't fucking spoil it. Do not spoil that right. portion. Right, 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 right. Um, no, I, uh, I, I, I saw there's an episode of The Big Bang Theory where. Uh, Leonard, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Leonard's reading for to the audience. Leonard's reading the books, and he and he's talking to Sheldon. And he goes, "I just got to. I think it's book six where he kills him. I don't, or he dies. Half, I don't. Yeah, half blood prince. And he he goes, and Sheldon goes, "Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's the one Dumbledore dies, and he was only like twenty pages into the book at that point or something. So he was nowhere near that, and it caused a whole thing in the rest of the episodes about how Sheldon does that shit, whatever. But right. The, and, and, you know, I, I can see just to give it a quick example. I think a current day example of that would be probably Endgame. Endgame or Infinity War? Probably both. I got to be honest, but. Well, so the, the question is different because. If if you ask me what's a what's a movie where you are like like si- like the whole audience is silent oh that's either definitely it's a reveal. yeah yeah the, yeah the, when right. when Tony snaps or the, the 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 both of them when when the blip happens right and you see who uh, gets blipped out and you're like oh 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 <laughs> all right well I have to ruin one fucking thing from a movie that I actually do want us to do a deep dive on okay. So it's from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So it's part of the it's the first one the of the Andy Circus yeah. Apes movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this I could tell you was the first time the the you could hear a pin drop and everyone was just like, Look, we were into this movie before, but now I'm fucking in. Right. It's the first time Andy Circus's character, Caesar, speaks. And it is such a fucking, like, I, I still honestly can't get over. Because the movie's fine. The movie's entertaining. It's a nice fucking origin story, a reboot of Planet of the Apes. But fuck it, and it's, it actually ties to Harry Potter. Fucking Caesar is at some goddamn 
uh, ape sanctuary, like an ape lab with with other fucking you know chimps and apes and shit. Okay. Draco Malfoy, Tom Felton, yeah, is like the son of the owner of the building, so he's like the one who feeds them, and he's a bully, and he has like a electric cattle prod. And he's so he's, Mal- he's Malfoy. He's Malfoy, yeah. And he, which ironically is the same thing he did on Flash. There you go. Um, Caesar's finally had enough and grabs him and pulls the cattle prod away from him. And, of course, Tom Felton says, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape, or whatever the fuck he says. He delivers the classic line. And it's this buildup, and the camera kind of slowly zooms in, and you hear, like, kind of, like, music kind of swelling, like a shit's about to happen. And he just goes, no! Silence. <laughs> whole audience is like <gasps> and and it's not just the audience us watching what happened the other apes are like that motherfucker spoke like <laughs> they're not saying it they're, they're like but they're like huh, huh, huh. they're all freaking out the fact that he just screamed no and then he just keeps saying no and growling no and fucks up Malfoy and, 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 for the first time, that's my answer to this kind of question. Is like the first time I was stunned in a theater was that. Okay. That was my empire reveal. Was like, holy fuck, I knew he was going to speak. I thought it was going to be a sequel. Like, gotcha. Gotcha. I did not expect that. Um, um, but yeah, getting we back went to... way off Keanu for fuck's sake. We did, but that's what we look here. Here's the thing. And the reason we're doing Keanu is to your point, we like him. We like him yeah. and the individual. I, I think he's a better actor than you do. I'm not saying you think he's the the, the dirt shits. You're just I think he's grown as an actor. I've seen better films that are not on what we talked about since then. No, and 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 he definitely has movies like Hardball that's supposed to be really good. It's that it's basically Mighty Ducks in Chicago with baseball, but without the comedy. Like it's 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 pretty heartbreaking because right. I've seen the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, he's done, you know, and, and, you know, despite the fact that it's a comic book film, Constantine, you know, I think, you know, so it, which honestly is a role I've heard he really wants to do again. Like, that's another one of those, like, if they ever make a sequel, like, he's like, ah, I'm there. Just let me know. You know, they, they asked him like, oh, if you could play a comic book character, he's like, I want to be Wolverine number one. Yeah. Like yeah. he really wants to be the Wolverines, but it's like I would either do Wolverine, Ghost Rider, or I'd be Constantine again. Yeah, he really wants that. to play a fucking like really tortured soul kind of character. Well, I think, and but I think Keanu does those well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I do think he does that well. That's why I think Devil's Ivy he sees so good in this because Lomax is a tortured fucking soul. There's no question about it. You know, mm, throughout the film he is, but yeah. like, well, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? You you see it as it's happening, you know? So, um, but yeah, we, we, we like him. We think he's a good actor. I mean, I think he's a good actor. You think he's an okay actor. Um, but he he's put out pretty, he's been involved in pretty quality films. Oh, you I know? agree. You I know? think he's in great movies. I, th- I think he is a fucking... With the exception fucking... of Johnny Namaki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I I think he's kind of a so-so actor who happens to be in great movies. Let me put it that way. Like it's there are there are other actors who I would I would reserve that kind of title for him. Like you choose your projects very well. Yeah, you're just not right for them. 
Well, not always. And that's always the case. Like, I mean, him paired with Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix was a great pairing. That, that worked really well. And great. I mean, I, I want to say yin yin yang, but I mean, I, I feel like that paints a really weird picture because of the, the races of the two char- the two actors. But well, especially I mean, since now at the yin yin yang is him and uh, Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. But. Um, well, I just mean yin yang in terms of the actors, not the characters. That was more sure. I was getting at. But anyway, um, I, I he's he he's he he's someone that's gonna be um, when that day comes from the where we we have to say goodbye to Keanu, whether he retires or you know, God forbid, worse. It's gonna be a weird day for me. I, I like he's one of those actors because there's another actor, and we're not gonna get into a long discussion about it, but like. Tom Cruise is the same thing for me. Like, I, I really, I know you're not as big of a fan. I'm a bigger fan, I think. I'm not saying you hate him. I'm just saying I think I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger fan than you are. Um, I think Tom Cruise is a great actor. I think he's not a very good person. Okay. So it's the, it's the anti-Keanu, <laughs> really. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I have heard way too much about Tom Cruise, and I'm just like, God. Well, I wonder how much of that has to deal with Scientology, but that's a different Almost 99% of it. Like, exactly, yeah. So, anyway. Um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, be excellent to each other. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right, Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Potaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash That's www.getvokl.com slash where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Pop quiz, asshole. Damn it. Coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Go!
Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.